0: Is this episode 69? hmm <laughs> Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast, episode 69, dude! Woo! Woo! <laughs> for uh, t- t- Tuesday, April 5th, 2016, alongside Eden Ferguson. Howdy. I'm Pat Contrary. Boy, do we have a plethora of topics for you tonight. Dozens and dozens of video game topics. Entertainment. Coleco Chame- Chameleon, please die! Uh, and your Q&A. Uh, talking about a few things like, I don't know, video game Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, a look back at the canceled bonk game, Brink of Extinction. Aww. Hyperkin might be doing a Turbo Express clone. Gold analog NT units. This is insanity. At WrestleMania 32, wrestling thoughts. Ian, well, how are we going to get through this? Um, Just
1: like we do every other podcast, Pat. We're going to we're going to go down the list in order. Uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is we uh we're going to start first with our sponsor. So, sure. Hey guys, Jerry here from Embraceware. <laughs> we have a new game coming soon which is named Wee Man Sniper. If you would like to be notified when the game is released, enter your uh, email address at weeman.com. That's w e e Man.com. It'll be available on iOS, Android, Mac, and PC. As always, you can get a sneak peek of what we're working on by checking us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at slash embraceware on each. For instance, Facebook slash embraceware.
0: Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry, for being a proud sponsor of the CU podcast. I'm going to adjust Butters real quick. I'm going to rest his little head right there. Everybody butters! So, what have you been up to, Ian? and beer. There we go.
1: Well, my therapist says I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> working. Uh, still just working a lot. We finally hired someone. Yay! Um, hey, oh, no, you didn't to, tell me. You know what? Don't worry about Butters. He's fine. If he wants to nap, he can nap. Um, I get to work with her tomorrow, which means that uh, we still need one more spot to fill. So what this means is... I, my, can, I can put in a solid five hours a week. Yeah, thanks. If you need me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what this means is that my weekends will be less stressful. It's not really going to alleviate the um, scheduling issues, but it will make uh, everything start to flow a whole lot smoother. Other than that, I've been playing um, a surprising amount of games, uh, trying to actually make use of the money that I spend on these things. So I've been playing Pokemon Tournament, which is um, the po- Pokemon fighting game by um, Namco, and uh, shock, I've been playing Puyo 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 versus Tetris, huh? So you know Tetris, you like Tetris. I've oh, never heard of it. And then Puyo Puyo, the yeah. Mean Bean Machine. Well, it's a game where um, it's a versus puzzle game where you can do Tetris versus Tetris, Puyo versus Puyo, or Puyo Puyo versus Tetris, and it's quite a bit of fun. You so. lost me. It's fucking easy to understand, Pat. It's a you two-player Tetris. Out Get out of here! Just talk. What is, what's what's <laughs> going on with your life? Mention the book. Uh, mention the
0: gym. My <laughs> 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 games. I don't mention the gym all the time. I feel like I'm at 75 years old because I have like my hips sore from roundhouse kicks on the heavy bag in the MMA room. Um, you like should do on out. the speed bag, like Frank Dukes. Oh, pff. that's not that's not what that's for, Frank. But I guess it worked <laughs> out for him. <laughs> just, just kicks four feet over his head. Um, so the book is is will be finalized this week. I know I've said that before, but uh, Ashton, who's actually uh, one of the writers, is going through the whole book again, helping to re-edit it and. and Get rid of, like, some word redundancies, some, um, some not run-on sentences, but sometimes like, comma splices are called where maybe you just start a new sentence, you know. So she's done a great job doing that, and so that'll be done this week and buttoned up. Which means, unfortunately, that the ship date for the book is probably going to go to probably early June, unfortunately. So most people will get it in probably June instead of May. Sorry, though, it's like I can't release a patch for a physical book. That's the bad news, so, I mean... I hope you understand. At least it's not like money number nine getting delayed like three years. It's only a couple of months.
1: It's not, <laughs> fucking It's a side scrolling platformer. What the fuck is going on? Not that it warrants its own topic, but it's just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so at least I'm not that I'm only like three months behind schedule, not like uh like three years. So I guess that's a little bit better. holy fuck. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, the gains are alright. But um I went to the zoo today, saw the cute snow leopards, the new snow leopard part of the uh, Asia at the San Diego Zoo. God, we're lucky to we have the San Diego Zoo. I'm jealous you get uh, to see
1: the fishing cat because well, I
0: uh, Sam, the fishing cat. It was actually walking up and down around. I've never seen him. I never. I've actually seen him swim or fish yet, though. But he's just walking around.
1: Oh, really, I've actually seen that, but I see him like one out of every like six times I go. He's to always hidden in the back. Yeah,
0: you can but, see him. Yeah, was, but you don't actually. No, he was see walking him. around up front. Like it was like it was great. I guess you got to go in the morning, obviously, because most you of the creatures are nocturnal and they're just before their bedtime. But no, it was, if, it was great. If Vani and I don't get there by. Eleven at the latest. We don't bother because none of the animals yeah. are
1: active again until and, nighttime.
0: And the you know, copies, which uh, are fantastic, those are like, they like they, those
1: were, and the elephants are basically my favorite. The copies
0: were like walking up mm. to the front too, which I hadn't seen before. It's like wow, I love the, like you know giraffe hybrids. They're fantastic. Nature's Okapis. little.
1: Patchwork dolls.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the hell? Why do they still have stripes on just their like bottom of their legs? What kind of evolution, tr- evolutionary traits of that what that are they have lost? Why? Like, why are you the way you, you are? That, yeah, that's like a create a wrestler uh, animal for the zoo. Yeah, create a zoo creature. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you,
1: you know those books where there was like the three parts. Yes, and you yes, can flip them and yes. Just, yes, that's wow. exactly what the okapi. Wow, I would have
0: thought of that. in Remember? Yeah, you put yeah. the head, the, yeah, exactly, head the body and the legs. It's, it's definitely, definitely interesting. Uh, other than that, so once the book's done, I can get on the rest of my life and. uh, uh, maybe, I thought you were
1: going to say get on a an copy and gallop uh, off into the sunset it, it'll feel like the same exact <laughs> thing
0: um, so if you want to if you want to order the book they're on the, at the website you can still pre-order or get a digital copy which won't be three months behind and that get, does get patched uh, the, the digital version uh, but I can actually plan the next NES Punk video since there hasn't been one in three months feels like longer Christmas feels like Christmas like a year ago <laughs>
1: Right. I, I didn't even have Christmas. Christmas passed us by.
0: Oh, you got to come over for Christmas uh, Day when Frank makes the sauce and the stuffed shells. And I mean, we saucer. did. It was
1: just that was like when we were the busiest. And it was like, got a day off for Christmas. All right, back to it.
0: Anyway, uh, speaking of Franks, you still, still got to come over on a Sunday. Last Sunday, there was literally probably eight pounds of chicken. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> there were chicken breasts that were bigger than my head, and then tons of thighs and, and drumsticks that were just... Delicious. Now I'm hungry. Why didn't I eat after the gym? I All right, size. let's All right. let's let's start it up here. So
1: something very very cool, um, and things like this have occurred before, uh, but um, what we have is a uh, what happened recently was an SNES code injection into a copy of Super Mario World. Uh, now this has happened before uh, using an automated device that basically through um, glitching the game will allow you to input bytes of code, and before it's used basically a robot of some sort to do this so that it's very precise in... It was hooked up with program moved, right. code
0: before and it would inject it through what, the controller port? To the controller port. Okay.
1: And, um, this is done by once you glitch the game, by moving in certain degrees, ca- get capturing mushrooms, swallowing certain shells, you can actually input code into excess, uh, RAM on the system cartridge and create little things, like Snake had been done before, um... So, but this time, uh, Flappy Bird was injected into uh, Super Mario World um, using the Mario sprite as, fla- as the Flappy Bird and then using the um, iconic uh, um, pipes, which were used in Flappy Bird uh, as well. This is so, done by
0: uh, Seth Bling.
1: Yeah. And it was done manually, which is the thing that is so absolutely insane. It's about like sorcery this. to me. Um, now the code was small, and it was written small so that he could, uh, so that it would it would be easier to do it without mistake. Um, and the nice thing about it was, is because certain assets were already in there, graphical assets, um, they were able to do it entirely with graphics that were in game. So that that limited the size of the code. But the fact that it got pulled off at all was insane. And, I mean, the physics are there, the pipes, the scrolling, um, and even a little counter to let you know how far you've gotten. And when you collide with the uh, pipe, um, it restarts you back at
0: the beginning. So, basically, he did this, but this was a real Super Nintendo, not modded, real Super Mario World, and he had to use two multi-taps with multiple controllers to connect to it. I guess they do different instructions on each. See now that I don't re- remember, like I,
1: I, I didn't get it. Was not explained. There were some controllers attached with buttons taped down. Uh, that oh, allow- buttons
0: taped down. Okay, that was sending some sort of signal. I to believe. Glitch. So this, yeah. I, I know so little about this. This is incredible. To yeah, me.
1: we're not we're not pretending that we know exactly what's going on here because someone in the comment section will just. Bleh! But um, yeah, I mean it's 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 amazing all the same. So
0: basically, you glitch the game, then you can allow it to, to write instructions or code to the unused, whatever unused RAM's still in the game. Yeah. That's basically what, what's going on. Right, so exactly. If you, so if you see the video, which I watched, he'll do uh, very sort of... Uh, precise movements. Uh, precise movements and jumps, and each one of those movements and jumps, I'm guessing, he's the code's being written at certain points mm-hmm. into the game. Uh, which I guess you, you told me before is probably assembly code. Yes. For, for the game. Yeah. And, and its language. That, um, that,
1: yeah, my best... Yes, I believe it's actually assembly. I think he says that in the video. There's no
0: other thing it could be, really. So if you watch the video, he'll see, yeah. Uh, he'll, he actually speeds it up so you can see it quicker. But he'll like walk back and forth. He'll eat like... Uh, tomorrow, and the Mario's already glitched out in a different color. But he'll walk back. He'll get the last of a red Koopa. Spit out the fire. Do it again. He'll drop mushrooms. He'll do like the specific pattern in order in order to get the instructions in. And then finally, you know, he basically... It gets so glitch-like, it turns to look like nighttime the level...
1: It's you so know, yeah, it's really certain things he did overwrote. Uh, I believe it was like palette data or something I mean, like it, that. So the colors get all weird. As he like goes on,
0: it's insane. So then finally he does like the last instruction, and then all of a sudden it, the whole it just turns into Boom. A, a green sky and little Mario like he's swimming, flapping his arms, but in the air with the pipes on left left and right. <laughs> it's 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 insane. Yeah. It's insane that this exists at all, but the fact that he did it using just controllers taped down and, input- and inputting instructions through glitches, it's unbelievable. Like, I didn't know this was a thing to begin with. That's yeah, nuts. Where do you go from here? Do you make like an act razor where it turns into like Game of War from your mobile phone? <laughs> you know, like, like what are you, like, what can you, like, what are, the, what are the possibilities here that you could do? You know, could you do this to an NES game? That would be interesting. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends.
1: If there's excess RAM, the answer is... I'm sure there might be a way.
0: Danny Sullivan RPG mode. (laughs) I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that. So, So,
1: Konami uh, has a new uh, Contra game
0: coming out. Oh, remember that survey they had us all take? What games we want to see in the future? Well, we kind of guessed it. It was going to be
1: mobile and pachinko titles. That's exactly what they were hoping. You know, that's what they're doing with it. So, we're getting a new uh, uh, Contra game. Although, um... When you look at the trailer, it looks like they recycle certain aspects of it. It is in you know pseudo-3D or actual 3D. Um, graphically, it looks decent. It's being outsourced to a Chinese uh, company um, and I believe largely for the Chinese market. It's being developed by Tencent. Tencent? That's the name of it. And, uh, while it looks like a Contra game, Um, you know, this is where this is where Konami's heading and everyone's wondering what they're going to be doing for uh, in-app purchases Um, you know, some, some, uh, theories are that it might be, you know, you can outright buy it, although I highly doubt that, because if you outright buy a game, then they can't keep making money off you. Um, all the way down to people thinking that Konami might go with a model similar to an arcade where you put the freaking game on your phone and then you, you pay per play which to me sounds absolutely miserable. Um, All I know is that uh, this isn't where anyone wanted to see these beloved properties head and uh, yeah I mean this doesn't excite me in any way shape or form I mean just just kill it put a bullet in its fucking head it's done
0: So I mean first of all I brought up it before, playing any games that require any sort of precision Oh yeah, is impossible on a mobile phone. Contra,
1: is, I mean, of all things.
0: I, I mean, even when, I always talk about way back, like three four years ago, when they had the Capcom array of games, trying to play like 1942 on the phone was, was tough, with a little joystick on the screen. It just doesn't feel right.
1: What's funny is that there are shooters on the phone that work well, because you put your finger down at the bottom, and it moves one-to-one, and it works great, but Capcom never seemed to nail it, and I highly doubt Konami's going to nail well, it any better.
0: But this, from the trailer though, I don't think this is like a standard game where like you, like you can move left and right, but it's like moving. It looks like it's moving up for you, and you're like just pressing attack buttons. Like I don't know if this is like a real Contra game from what I'm looking
1: at. Like did you see the trailer? Yeah, I did. I mean, I can't. I can't exactly tell. I. I mean, there's left and right movement. Yeah, there is. You but, can, there's you, no, but there's you no. But it's like a you tr- can even see a, a control pad.
0: You can see a control okay. Pad. Are we sure about this? Yeah, no, I want to make sure there's, this is. There's,
1: there's left and right.
0: I arrows. want to make sure this isn't like a Destiny game where you just like hit a button and f- and hold it down and kill it like everyone in the room or you know what I mean, like a sort of. A you hybrid. have no
1: idea what Destiny is. Yeah, I do. No, you, no, you don't.
0: <laughs> what I mean, it's like, oh, whatever. Fuck, that <laughs> I don't
1: give a shit. It's
0: a fucking shitty mobile game. I was trying to make a comparison to, like, something where it's not as direct as, you know, one hit, one kill sort of thing with enemies, where you might have to hold down and hit different buttons to activate different weapons.
1: Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, it just looks like garbage, and it doesn't really matter. And, uh, I mean, I can't wait to see the Silent Hill that is, like, Paper Scare, or the uh, Rocket Knight Adventures that will further, you know, shove a knife into one of my favorite characters' The 16-bit era
0: um, well i mean i'm looking at this uh, one part of this little it's only a, a 50 minute uh, 50 second trailer <laughs> 50. yeah minutes. well like he's like he's it looks like he's walking backwards while shooting which is a cool idea that's why i don't know i don't know if this is uh as, as simple as being in another contra game it's just I, I don't know it i'll to, I'll play this to see i guess how this is but maybe to put in this a quarter each time or something uh, they said that there's a possibility that if it, becomes, if it becomes popular Konami could port it to the PS Vita Because that's a vibrant handheld <laughs> yeah, stuff. Full of, full of youthful vigor I mean like what the, what the hell are you doing Oh man Um it's, it's not sure if it allows For online multiplayer I don't see how I don't know I mean this is Konami at this point
1: Online multiplayer on a Konami phone game
0: No I'm just going to say can, no Can you please just hire Pearl back can you please just do the right thing? Can you please get over, Pearl? Uh, well, you being fucking snappy at me in <laughs> this segment, buddy. I'm, not, I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> know what Destiny is? Are you going after my Pearl? <laughs> Destiny is basically Halo with light RPG elements. It's, not, well, it's more than light. <laughs> but anyway. Alright, uh, this was interesting just because this has been a, a topic that's come up. Uh, obviously, streaming on Twitch is more and more popular every year. Hell, we're, we're old fogeys on YouTube. Uh, streaming's where it's at. Mm. Why, why record anything for future posterity? So the kids hear the rock music? Yeah. So, the problem is is that on Twitch... There's um, filters put in place. Uh, especially when you replay something, if you save it. That if it detects copyrighted music in games... It'll eliminate the audio to get around it. Which, obviously, why would you want that? You want to hear the game... You want to uh, see the funny person playing the game, or <laughs> man? Does my, my attitude suck right now? Um, so this <laughs> the is th- the first for a AAA title, but this will probably be a norm going forward. That the developers uh, of Quantum Break, starring uh, was it Sean Ashmore, Iceman from, mm-hmm. the, X, from the original X Men movies? That's all I know of. I'm not sure it was anything else. Um, put in an audio. Option to disable the copyrighted music, so you can play it while still having, I guess, the you know the standard uh, sound effects and the composed music that they own the rights to, uh, so you don't get in trouble on Twitch. It's a really cool idea. I think
1: it's fantastic. Um, I mean, we may be old men at this point; we may not understand the, the streaming the way we should. I may have gray in my beard. You may be getting
0: a little salt and pepper, but uh, it is nice. Oh, we to that- throw down this podcast. <laughs> What? I think we're a, this will be the first podcast where we fight. I think you're the only. I I, I I hope I I hope I upload these in order so people can see the the, the degrading of our relationship through the podcast. I really you I think
1: you're over exaggerating. Um, it's interesting. It, it, it's interesting to see people, uh, especially the game developers, start to embrace that this is a thing now, and instead of fighting it, they're going along with it. So far as to even incorporate a separate mode that helps uh streamers and that That's cool, uh, because, well, it helps,
0: well, helps youtube uploads as well
1: yes sure I, I mean it's it's only a good thing for these people to be shaking hands because they get advertisement for streaming it's free promotion why fight it and then these people don't have to worry about getting their streams um either uh you know muted and they don't have to worry about you know losing whatever monetization they might get from a youtube video so i think it's a pretty great thing on both sides And, uh, yeah, like you said, I expect to see this going forward. It's been done in some indie games, but as you said, this is the first really big-name title to do this.
0: Um, So according to the creative director of the game, uh, you might not want to, though, when you're playing yourself, you might not want to turn that music off because the songs at the end of the levels foreshadow events in the game or act as a theme for what you just saw. Come on. Can we quickly stop, please? That's slightly pretentious, but all right. I don't
1: know. I read it, and I thought it was a fucking cool idea.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why
1: not try to make something interesting? I okay, mean, that's okay, kind of cool. okay,
0: all right, all right. You know, but this game uh, is this game actually out yet? Is it coming out?
1: I uh, it, it's, it got, been, it's got been pushed, right? It's been reviewed, so I
0: believe it's actually out or coming out very shortly. uh wonder when they actually shot this I guess um, I don't know what's going on with Sean Ashmore but I haven't seen him in any <laughs> movies in like 10 years so oh. I, I guess they got him cheaper shot this like 7 years or shot this footage like 7 years ago Mo captured it he shot it in 1999 I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to take a shot of Sean Ashmore I just know what he. What he what, I, don't, I haven't seen him in anything I just think it's surprising you know well, it's it's like uh, L.A. Noir, but then again that actor was in uh, uh, Mad Men so he was yeah, in something current
1: at, at that point in time he was pretty big
0: for that are you going to play this game Ian? Which one? Quantum... Quantum... Uh,
1: It's it's Xbox... No, Destiny. Which one?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Are you going to stream this game, Ian?
1: (laughs) No. I think it's an Xbox One exclusive, so I couldn't play it anyways. Is
0: is it a timed exclusive? No, I don't know. I don't
1: think so. I'd I'd probably play it if it wasn't
0: an exclusive. You want to play it? (laughs) Hey, are we in bad shape? Yeah. (laughs) Moving on. So... Remember, it's already been a year ago where we had the first class of the Video Game Hall of Fame. You had such games like Pong. Doom. Super Mario Brothers was in there. Tetris. Uh, I believe you had World of Warcraft. Mm Mm-hmm. So we we agreed, like, they were all, they were all, they all belong there. They're all worthy, absolutely. They're all worthy. Obviously, you can't put them all in the same time. There's so many of them.
1: I think they did a pretty good job this year, and actually, now that this is the second year, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun seeing what they pick and and trying to figure out why. And all but one of these makes sense to me this year. And uh, so, this is a physical museum in
0: Rochester,
1: the Strong Museum. Yep, yeah. about 45 minutes from where I grew up.
0: It's probably one of the coldest places on Earth, because I remember visiting there for maybe want to go to RIT. Thank God I did. <laughs> There's literally uh, subterranean. Uh, villages and hallways That separate the buildings Because you can't go outside For like four months of the year Anyway So The, the I guess the finalists this year Are uh, All strong Except for one I never heard of Which yep. we'll have, we have to talk about <laughs> I think we're that out of the same that was, that was like the Rolling uh, You know The Rolling Stone magazine Pretentious pick of the You know Of the year One <laughs> They pick like the album Or band you never heard of So uh, Elite Final Fantasy Grand Theft Auto 3 The Legend of Zelda Minecraft Nurburgring, uh, the Oregon Trail, Pokemon Red and Green, Civilization, the The Sims, Street Fighter 2, and Tomb Raider.
1: Um, so, all these are fantastic picks. Uh, Nurburgring, I can only guess is a racing title. I'm not sure why it's important. Maybe it's the first one with a wheel, but Nurburgring is a famous racetrack. That's all I know. I got to look it up while you
0: talk about this because I no so idea. go ahead. But oh, I, I missed out on Sonic the Hedgehog. Space Invaders, Street Fighter Two, and John Madden Football. I said I said Street Fighter okay. Two. Okay, so yeah, these
1: are all. Fa- I mean, these are all fantastic oh, yeah. picks that I think all are worthy. I mean, do we really need to explain why Civ is a fantastic addition? Um, Tomb Raider, you know, was kind of the first like 3D action adventure game. Um, Oregon Trail. I mean, everyone knows Oregon Trail. People still play it. The gameplay is still a popular game. The
0: first widely popular educational title.
1: Yeah, every school had it. Um, Space Invaders, which a lot of people felt like should have been in the first the first year, um, I don't think it's the greatest video game ever made, uh, or the most important video game ever made. However, uh, you know, maybe you disagree. I, do you agree? I'm not sure. Inside jokes, <laughs> uh, but they're not super inside. If you watch the video game news, um, Elite, which didn't get as big in the U.S. as it did no, um, in, way, in
0: Europe, way huge in Europe, but
1: it was kind of the first, you know, uh, open world space exploration game.
0: Probably um, the first open world uh, game. Yeah, that so was like '84.
1: Right, and you've still got games today that are trying to, you know, do exactly this but better. I mean, No Man's Sky, I mean, owes everything that it's doing to a game like Elite. all the like Elite.
0: games, and Star Citizen.
1: One that yeah. I love called Lightspeed and Hyperspeed. Oh, yeah. um, Minecraft, uh, once again, we're old. Uh, I have Minecraft. I tried to get into it. It looks really cool. I don't have the time, but it's basically like digital Legos with an adventure mode and kids Freaking adore it. I mean, it deserves to be in there. Um, Grand Theft Auto Three. Not a huge fan of the series, but another like great example of an open world modern game.
0: That was the first sort of modern open world, right? Uh, Mind blowing experience before that.
1: Uh, The Pokemon games launched an an absolute phenomenon that that is continuing to this day. Uh, I mean, I've worked in game retail for 10 years now, and there has never been a moment where Pokemon games were not out the door within 24 hours of us getting them in.
0: They just that that they sell. Legend of Zelda we we'll talk about we we'll talked about the 30th anniversary why that's important. Yep, uh, Sonic
1: the Hedgehog is I I mean was was probably I, the
0: I would argue that is the one of the weaker choices out of this batch. Uh
1: it's iconic. It 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 was the game that pro- continued to propel the the Genesis system, I, I still think it's a good game, but I think you have to look at it from what it did for the Genesis as a whole for Sega, I, not I, so much the game.
0: I understand that. As this helped be the uh, final competitor to Nintendo, sure. but taken by itself, if Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't like the mascot of Sega, would this be in the conversation? No, I mean,
1: probably not. Um, as much as I like it, probably not.
0: Uh, so obviously, Space Invaders uh, brought that up. Uh, John Madden Football. I mean, the Madden Football series was the first real uh, to, to successfully take a stab at realism in a sports game. It was
1: also the first one that was really. I mean, there were others, but it was the first one that was really a game. You know, a yes. lot of a lot of other football sim, a lot of other football games were either very arcadey, X's or and O's. or they were X's and O's. They were strategy the, games with X's and O's where the plays ran out on their own. Um, Final Fantasy, Well, I would have loved to have seen Dragon Warrior there, Final Fantasy was really what took and polished the uh, turn-based console RPG and it deserves its spot I mean, absolutely and The Sims was another one of those phenomenon games that when it came out it was um, I mean, everyone was playing it and it really gave you uh, not so much an open world, I think people use sandbox and open world a little too interchangeably but it was a sandbox game, it just gave you all the pieces to play with so... That's uh, Street I, Fighter 2. Oh, yeah, uh, okay, right. Of course, Street Fighter 2,
0: the- Cemented the fighting genre and basically all the uh, modes and tropes and just flow and moves and buttons that, for any fighting game afterwards, basically. Yes, Although there were doing.
1: fighting games before it, but really, Street Fighter 2 might as well be the start of fighting games.
0: Sure, because even Street Fighter 1, no one gives a shit about. Yeah. And then Tomb Raider, Polygonal Boobies. That's why it's in there, so...
1: <laughs> I said before that it was more like it was because it was kind of the first like 3D action game but ooh, ooh. kind of the it was first the first one was huge big. one well just like yeah. I mean a lot of these in here like Final Fantasy was not the yeah. first console RPG it was the first big
0: console I would say RPG. Tomb Raider is a more important game series than Sonic the Hedgehog I know people might get pissed uh, but I think I, I think they're both
1: I, the, I mean once uh, again if, uh, if Tomb Raider hadn't uh, come out when it did we wouldn't be talking about it I think these games uh, some of these games are in here
0: because of their place and time sure so so I, I agree with all of this. Yeah, choices. And then uh Nürburgring is an arcade game that I've never heard of. Okay. So it must have been really fucking cool in Germany or wherever <laughs> it came out because I never heard of it. So we'll, we'll let them slide based upon that.
1: I mean, but did, 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 did 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 you shed any light did you shed any light on why? I mean, it might be important. Was did any was it I mean, was anything set? I can't
0: find it online. I'm to like find okay. surgeon well, for five. Oh, okay. I, oh, it was the world's first 3D arcade car racing. Machine. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. And he invented it in 1975, and it came before. Oh, Atari copied it, copied it as Night Driver. Remember Night Driver? Yeah, Night, I, Driver. I like Night Driver was Night, Night sure. Driver one of those ones that was actually on like a real track inside the machine. Uh, people out there gather around the fire while I explain that there are actually these mechanical arcade machines before they were video games, and no one has them anymore. They're very because they're all tossed out. But it used to be like. You would drive, and actually, there'd be like a track in the game, like on a, a conveyor belt, and it would tell
1: when you went off road, and yeah. usually give you a razzing noise or something. Yeah, like or, or it would like just if you've
0: seen Blips Arcade on, you can't do that on television. Kind of like that, like arcades, like these electrical mechanical machines that were just there was no there was no programming inside. You know, it was just in, what discrete, I guess you could it, say. It, or, was, it
1: was buzzers and yeah. discrete programming and hamsters running on wheels and you know all that good stuff. So
0: it sounds like this is no, no. This was actually a video game. It looks amazing, though. I don't. I don't know how they pulled it off in the mid seventies. It, it actually looks incredible. I've never heard of this game before. This could be if we go back and do uh, video game years. We'll do nineteen seventy five. This is when if this is when it was invented, <laughs> and do it and cover this and three other games that came out in seventy five. You know, in, in the Odyssey three hundred pong console. So good on you guys. I'm never going to go back to R- R- Rochester ever in my life. But if I was, I would visit <laughs> the video game hall of fame. Yeah, but Rochester has this thing. And they're called
1: garbage plates. Okay. And they are fantastic. Let me explain a garbage plate real quick, because this is why I always went to Rochester. It is a paper plate, right? Mm -hmm. You get to pick mac salad, potato, uh, home fries, uh, french fries, uh, beans. Okay, pick two, right? I'll
0: do beans and potatoes.
1: Okay, Uh, half and half on the plate. Then pick uh, Red Hots, White Hots, Cheeseburger, uh, Chicken Tenders. Give me chicken tenders. They throw chicken tenders on top there, a handful of onions, uh, Texas sauce, uh, ketchup, mustard, and they give you like half a loaf of bread. Have at it.
0: That sounds like the worst attempt of having your own regional food. We'll just take other ingredients and throw it on a plate and give you (laughs) bread with it.
1: I love a garbage plate.
0: (laughs) That sounds awful. It's
1: delicious. Okay. You just pissed off all (laughs) of (laughs)
0: Rochester. I'm not going to your college with with negative 14 degrees in September. Okay. (laughs) So,
1: this is fun. Um, I love stories like this. Uh, A 16-year-old named Ruby Nealon, he... uh, He hacked Steam, got a game release called uh, Watch Paint Dry... And then explain the exploit to Steam so that they can fix it. So basically we have a 16-year-old white hat hacker whose uh, joke was to put a game on there called Watching Paint Dry while completely circumventing um, Steam Greenlight and any of the normal procedures that people have to use to, 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 to get their games on there. So
0: obviously it was a vulnerability he discovered. I read somewhere that he actually informed Val of it beforehand and they ignored him. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll sort of thinking, okay, assholes, I'm going to just show you, you know what <laughs> <else>? <laughs> So he did this... Uh, what did he exploit to do this? It, 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 was, it was like some sort of card system?
1: So, yeah, I don't completely get it, but there are trading cards. So those are... Bas- trading cards are kind of like achievements on Steam. Uh-huh. There are achievements, but there are also trading cards that you get by playing. And there are rare ones and common ones, and people like to trade them for games that they like. And... Basically, I mean, it's just a fun little uh, side thing. Now, I don't know how you exploit the trading card system. I don't know enough about Steam. I mean, I only started using Steam maybe six months ago. But somehow there was an exploit through that that he used and got his game published.
0: So it's funny because there's a capture of the game. It was released on April 1st, actually. (laughs) <laughs> 11 positive reviews in the screenshot a puzzle sports game where you watch paint dry and the <laughs> screenshot is literally there's like uh, just a wall with like cream paint it says wash paint dry the game and there's a ladder there and there's like three menu options I guess that are fake it says wash paint dry don't use this buy <laughs> as in BYE like bye, bye. um and, and I guess people could have downloaded this because, and here it says "Watch Paint Dry" already in your Steam library. So I wonder if you could actually have, have put this in your in your library, even though it was fake. Just you know, it's just funny. I feel like they so, should have left it on there. So he so he explained in an article how he did this. This guy's going to be a millionaire if he's not in prison for hacking. Like someone's going to hire him for security. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, he said, "I, I, I he said I haven't even paid the one hundred dollar no time wasters fee to post games to Greenlight." And he's a fan of He's obviously a fan of, of Greenlight and everything else. Uh, and he said, It's not more a prank. It was merely a test. Something I've been trying to report to Valve for the past few months. The ability to get any game you want on Steam without Valve ever even having a look at it. Oh, my God. But what, as he Yeah, wrote, let's just ignore this kid. But as he wrote this, they already did the fix. So obviously it was probably like a three-minute fix. Like, oh, we'll just cut right. that out or whatever. Uh, so... I yeah, mean, so he got he got a Steamworks account, and then he um, he got Steam trading cards approved. And he did a, he did the ten minutes in Photoshop with that image. Okay, so I think
1: I I, I get this. Basically, somehow he okay a Steamworks account I believe is what you would use to get your game on there. So then he probably created the trading cards for his game and got them approved. And I'm gonna guess that somehow by, by getting them approved, uh, by getting the somehow getting those cards approved. He uh, was unable to get the game on there. That's my guess.
0: He explains about um, it's Steam- Steamworks website is majorly Ajax, uh, so I guess it's JavaScript some 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 uh, form, and that the source is not obfuscated. Obfuscated. I can never say that word. Obf- so you can so obfuscated. you can see it. Yeah. So anyone can read it. I guess by right clicking and saying "Read Source" and from that, he was able to figure it out. So good on this kid. I hope that you get hired when you, once you turn 18. It's even f- fascinating stuff like Frank when he hears about this about, like, what is it that kid in like I think it was in New Jersey that that hacked into the fucking uh what was it the unhackable freaking phone? Those awful uh phones. I can't think of it. The ones that no one uses anymore with all the, the keypads on them. Oh, Blackberries. Yeah, someone actually hacked a Blackberry when it said it couldn't be done. And some kid, I think in New Jersey, did it. You know, like... <laughs>
1: Just for shits and giggles. You know,
0: so, anyway, it's just interesting. That's all I gotta say. I'm running out of steam on this story, Ian. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is this is a topic that is a little close to, to my heart, just because I love Bonk, I love Hudson Soft, and I interviewed Hudson Soft way back at Comic-Con 2010 when this game was gonna be coming out like, later that year or the next year. Uh, We're talking about Bonk Brink of Extinction. So if you remember the heralded Bonk series of games, there was eh, four of them. If you don't count the Game Boy 1, I guess it's five. You know, you had Bonk 1, 2, and 3 on the turbografx 16. The CD version was mostly the same game. There was, like, an extra couple levels and different music for Bonk 3 CD. Then you had uh, Super Bonk on Super Nintendo, and you had the Game Boy 1, which I honestly don't know what version that is a you
1: know i believe it i played it when i was a kid i haven't played it recently but I, I know the, the i know the first boss is the same as the first boss on the turbo and nes so ones. it's probably
0: based off the nes version yeah they probably just what it did whatever uh so so bonk bring of extinction uh i should put an annotation to my six-year-old video of my short hair pat i interviewed the guy working there and it seemed like they were actually from from what i can remember from the conversation i should have watched it before talking about this they, uh, they, they were incorporating different elements, but also trying to do this throwback one. So, I remember, like, you can get, like, I think Ice Breath in the game. Uh, you can get Fire Head. You can, you know, smack people. Uh, but that, the, they were dropping hints that there was going to even bring back Big Bonk uh, from Bonk's Revenge. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the size of the screen. So, it seemed like they wanted to do something back before Hudson Soft got gutted by Konami when they were bought out. That they were trying to do something faithful. You might not agree, but, you know, I saw the gameplay footage. I looked at the game a little bit. I mean... The graphics style was obviously updated it wasn't you know it wasn't sprite based looked like it was you know 3d ish in a way uh, but it seems like uh online though someone got a version of the game I guess you can call it an alpha build and now it's out there to watch yeah uh, f- like look- 15 minutes of it it was released by uh, p2p online which I'm not totally familiar I, I think they try to preserve games. Like this games that never came out.
1: Yeah, because they talk about trying to get a later version. So what's there looks relatively finished, but it's not a finished game. Yes. Um so it was, you know, definitely on its on its way. Um <clears throat> it was being developed by I believe Pi Studios out of Texas. So it was being done by a US developer, um, you know, uh through the the blessing of, you know, Hudson. That that was just the developer that was chosen.
0: Um the game itself didn't look particularly all that impressive. No, the the graphics I don't like, but I mean it has the elements. You can obviously you can go upside down in the air and bonk on the head. You can go underneath and yeah. hit multiple times. So all the elements are there.
1: It, it looked like I, it looked like basically all the other types of um, I feel like re releases or rehashes or reboots of series that were going on at the time, like the uh, the 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 Rocket Knight one. You know, you got sure. a lot of samey tiles. A lot of the stuff looks the same, but. It is just a shame that I mean, really, it's not so much that I, I think that this game would have necessarily been great, um, but it's a bitter reminder of the fact that at least one of my favorite developers, and I know one of Pat's favorite developers, um, you know, their properties are gone, and this is what happens when you know uh, buyouts occur, you know, and people complain about you know, Konami's IPs going down the dumpster, but you forget that you're losing a shitload of other IPs too, and if they don't decide to ever sell them, uh, you know, these games are gone. Yeah, I mean, they're...
0: they're well, you'll, you'll the never IPs see... are gone. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll never see anything again. You won't see a Bomberman game anymore.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, just... that's, that's absolutely absurd. I think about that ever Like, once a month, I really... Like, when I get a Bomberman or something in, I think about how we're never going to see a Bomberman game again, and that blows my mind. They
0: can make, make a ton of money with a Bomberman game. They put it on the Wii U or something for, like, we, a $10 game. $10 all you had game. to do is
1: make the same game over and over again. That's all they ever did, and it sold, like, hotcakes each and every time, because Bomberman's fucking
0: fun. So, yeah, I'm looking at some of the gameplay footage. There's, like, a spiky. Helmet you like a rhino helmet you can run into game enemies. Game Boy, huh?
1: You said Game Boy
0: footage. Oh, oh, excuse me. Bond gameplay, footage. gameplay footage. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say there was aspects of it that reminded me almost of ki- uh, Kid Chameleon
0: because it seemed like there are different helmets that he could wear. Also, there's a double jump they put in the game, which is odd to me, but okay. especially because
1: you're immediate you're immediately supposed to start flipping when you jump again. And
0: Sh- the... sure, ice breath. Yeah, you can like, you can make an ice. I mean, I do remember this from six years ago. Like you can do an ice block and then you can shatter it with the enemy inside of it. So. They were trying some things out you can still climb up with your teeth, teeth. it looks like. That's sad. I'm just Come on, man. Get Bonk back somewhere. So come on, Konami, sell it to me. Come on. <laughs> I'll do a Kickstarter.
1: It really makes me happy though to know that there are people out there who are still able to get their hands on this stuff. What you said you interviewed in 20... 2010. Yeah, twenty ten. So I think
0: it was 2010. you know six
1: years later we we, we we still have code that's preservable that shows that at
0: least something was being done. Sure. Yeah, it's so someone's hard. There's, there's one scene where Bonk's getting fish out of jumping out, and he's throwing at this dinosaur that looks like he has a a crop whip thing.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure that hell? out myself, There's a scene of a
0: giant dinosaur.
1: Definitely didn't seem to fit with the rest
0: of the yeah, series. It looks, but... like the, it looks like the original enemy, the big uh, green dino, and he's walking around in a circle around them. So, I think this would have been cool. I mean, if like a $10 game, like, not, nothing. Well, it
1: expensive. was supposed to be $10. It was already slated at 800 points, which
0: at that time
1: for Microsoft would have been $10. bucks.
0: right. Well, it just makes me sad, Hudson Soft. The bee, the bee shall never die. Hopefully. So, we're getting into full gear for Final
1: Fantasy fifteen. Well, I'm excited. Um, and uh, they're, they've announced an anime. And a CG movie. Uh, There's the game coming out. And this. Square's kind of done something in recent years. I don't know how successful it is, or I don't know how much I really need it. But some people really eat it up. Where they will take the release of a game and they will create a world around it. Um, The first time they did this was with Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and it was well after Final Fantasy VII had been released. I believe it was called Chronicle of Final Fantasy VII or something like that. And it was when they decided they were going to release a prequel and a side story about some of the enemies on cell phones. And they were going to release a follow-up movie. And then they released a shooter starring one of the characters. And it was to feed people um, more of what they wanted in the world that they liked without doing a remake or anything like that. They um, also called the collection of games that surrounded uh, Final Fantasy XIII, including Final Fantasy Type-0, something like Fabula Crystal Novalis or something like that. Story of the Crystal. And that was another universe as well, even though it didn't all interconnect. And now they're apparently doing it with Final Fantasy XV. Um The anime, I believe, is already out. You can start watching it. Uh, and Final Fantasy Fifteen looks to be a buddy road trip type of... RPG game. Um, I actually haven't played the demos. Uh, the battle system appears to be a bit action based. I'm gonna. I'm hoping, hoping that it's a little bit similar to Final Fantasy Type Zero because I love that game. Um, my thought on this sort of thing, though, is, I guess if you plan it out in advance like they're doing with Final Fantasy 15, um, you know they can make it all work cohesively. But it also has the potential to fail miserably. Um, in my opinion, the Final Fantasy VII attempt was awful because Final Fantasy VII was written as a game with a beginning and an end um, in 97, and done. And then they tried to at- shoehorn all this other stuff in that... Uh, I mean, honestly, you could have just let be what was there. So, I don't know. We had... It's just... it's uh, I I... I'll play the game, but I can't really get excited about all the extraneous side stuff.
0: The anime won't enrich the experience for you to play the game more, or the movie. The movie's going to be released digitally. So it won't be in theaters like uh, the original. Uh,
1: well, there's three. There's, this will be the third movie they've done. You're thinking of Spirit Within. Which Spirit
0: was... Within from 2001, which is the only reason I saw that in theaters and fell asleep in the theater, was to see the Spider-Man teaser before that. <laughs>
1: Then there's Advent Children, which is the Final Fantasy 7 one. Was that, was that in theaters? I don't believe it was. Oh, it was. I, or it probably got like a couple theatrical showings, but I know that one was... blue. I think it did get theatrical showings in Japan. But yeah, that one was released to DVD and Blu-ray. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, Final Fantasy to me hasn't really been the same since 9 or 10. Um, they pl- almost In reality, this actually kind of makes sense because they have become playable anime. There's less gameplay in each of these and and more story, which sure. for a certain subset of people that's going to be great, and I, I don't hold that against them. But it's not exactly the type of game that I'm I'm you know chomping at the bit to get
0: my hands on. Yeah, at this point because they're probably using the same engine to to render it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what's the difference, right? Or yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the CG movie trailer. Yeah, it's pro- it's probably the same as the cutscenes. Close. Maybe a little, you know, a little bit better. A little crisper. A little crisper. King's King's glaive. What? I can't even say that. King's glaive. I can't remember glaive is a weapon or a piece of armor. There's a, there's a guy. There's a big guy in a suit with a sword, running on an old guy in a beard. Explosions! Explosions! Final Fantasy fifteen. All right, I have, I have absolutely no love or hate for Final Fantasy. It's something I never got into. You are it. nonplussed. I'm nonplussed by it, which doesn't mean it's bad. I just don't... It's been a long time since... That used to be a word you used a lot. Have I stopped using nonplussed? I gotta... It's kind of upsetting. i got to put that back in the... I really valley. felt like Sorry. that was like a keyword for you. That was a keyword for the yeah. pat, pat characteristics? Yes, exactly. For my personality? All right. We love it when Yahoo lists stuff about old retro video games, don't we? It did so much for the hobby when they talked about that stadium events back in 2010. Remember that I'm was still great. dealing with
1: repercussions. <laughs> yeah,
0: people either uh, scamming. I, I remember I listed on my website back in 2010 about 125 across the U.S. fake stadium events ads on my website of people saying they either had it for sale or more importantly, well, my nephew had it back in the day, so I'm looking for it. I'll pay you 50 bucks for it. Just Scum fuckery all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. It might be still on my website, my original the dot punk, punk I just I just ripped into these people. I was uh, I was a little more acerbic six years ago, a little more unhinged. I'd say you will probably agree. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that. Why not? <laughs> Slightly more unhinged. Uh, so they're reporting on an eBay auction, a quote unquote jaw dropping three thousand one hundred and thirty three. I like that. Uh, Shove it up your ass. This is so annoying. Peace. <laughs> before I can even get the words out. A 3,133 piece video game collection for $150,000 on eBay. What a
2: fucking deal.
0: <laughs> what a deal, guys. So, I mean, we get asked to talk about this stuff a lot with these auctions. We, and for time to time, we do discuss them. Whether there's a complete N64 collection or... Uh, I think there was something like a box Super Nintendo or collection or most of the licensed NES games. Right. I was bringing it up because there's Yahoo reporting on it like it's actually news, and that annoys me. Yes, it annoys me for a couple of reasons. One, it helps it it, it helps uh, sort of perpetuate this notion that all uh, that these games are worth this much when they're not. Right. They're not even close to being worth this much. Um, and I'm not even saying this person did it for attention, but they're getting attention for something that doesn't make any sense look you know
1: i know a guy online and i'm not even gonna i, I talk to him on twitter all the time and I, uh, he's a good dude and i'm not gonna name him um he has something like twelve thousand video games in his collection and he doesn't talk about it I and mean, it's what he does but it, these news articles not only do they give we talked about this last podcast i believe where it drives me nuts not only does it give people the idea that everything they have is gold which causes problems for buyers and sellers um it, it shows me that they don't pay attention to any... The era where news paid attention to hobbies, even remotely, uh in a serious manner, is long gone. This is not news. Video game collecting happens all over the place. 3,300 video games, or 3,133 video games, to a lot of serious collectors, is fucking nothing. You have more than 3,000 video games.
0: I would I would guess... Probably... But it's not the amount; it's what you actually have in the collection. Of well, the sure, tests.
1: but I mean, it's not like that. But what I'm saying is, like, I think, I think this article—they're astounded because of the number. I mean, Three thousand one hundred thirty-three video games is nothing.
0: You have almost a thousand right here. Oh, if you count the doubles, yes, but there's a thousand here. And if you tell, the if you're telling games, me you don't
1: have this yes. two times over again, you'd be oh, no,
0: okay. You're right. I want to think about it. Yeah, this is a thousand games right here. You've got, got two thousand elsewhere. Yes. Okay. Okay. So,
1: right. I'm just saying that, I mean, here we have a person who is not the most insane collector, fairly insane, but not the most insane collector, and without even thinking, you're like, oh, I probably have that many games. And would you ever in a million years value this at $150,000? No, I'm just,
0: I'm, not, I'm really not trying to, I mean, it gets attention. He might have gotten a buyer. It ended on April 2nd, the listing, but I doubt, well, first of all, it didn't go for that much. In, 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 his, uh, in the Yahoo auction, he says... I got a guy from Dubai who was willing to fly out here. Help me pack everything up and buy my collection.
1: Why didn't you take
0: that? It them? was a high offer, but it was still a good amount short of what I would settle for. If you got, I'll even say, 35000 for that stuff, you should have taken it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to guess by a high offer, he means more than two-thirds...
0: Which you should have just taken. You should have taken that oil money and ran. And you should Where have the taken
1: house? the invitation back to Dubai to party for a weekend, Yeah, because someone from
0: Dubai has that money to spend. They're making, uh, you know, hundreds of millions. There's probably some, some prince that, that, you know what I mean, he's just inheriting the money. He he doesn't know what to spend it on. He has 18 Lamborghinis. I want to collect video games. Let him take it. Like, yeah. I'll sell mine for one hundred fifty thousand. Guy in Dubai, I'll, uh, can I come yeah. hang out in Dubai for a little while? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> just uh, one hundred fifty thousand in a Lamborghini and on one week vacation. We're set.
1: I had a, not to get too off topic, I had a buddy in high school who went on to uh, be one of the first people who opened a successful like iPhone modding and repair business in New York. Yeah. And he did a, f- uh, a series of uh, 20 different colored, very professional iPhones for uh, a guy in Dubai. And literally, the guy just called him up like two months later and flew him out there for a week to eat and party. That's and it's fucking like, awesome. So this guy... Should have taken that
0: opportunity. I will be whoever's watching from Dubai, <laughs> and remember, I have in the Middle East. I have a pretty good following. Remember, that's right. You I, do. I was. I'm like one. Of the, I'm not making this up. At least it was, no. it was last year. I'm one of the bigger YouTubers, like in the Middle East. I don't, I'm, I'm not making that up. Instead of it's, I'm big. Instead of the stereotypical, I'm big in Japan. I'm You're big the, in the Middle I, East. I'm big in the Middle East. I'm big with those <laughs> with oil money. Hopefully not ISIS. Anyway, so Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he he has a complete license set minus stadium events does even have all, um, you know, license, what it looks like. Over 345 in the box. That's pretty good. Uh, doesn't have a full Super Nintendo set, 561. Complete uh, N64 set, whoopee. I, I, anyone can get that if they really want to. With some, you know, 116 GameCube games. Uh, Wii, 20 complete in-box game, Wii games. It's just funny to see that, because it's like 20 Wii games. A Virtual Boy complete set, complete in-box. Sega Master System, 42 games. Sega Genesis, 306. So you're getting a chunk of games from some of these libraries. 112 Saturn games, uh, 30 out of 37, 32 si- X. But you're not getting like a lot of these marquee items you would expect. It's, no, it's not like he, It's not like he's going to have a, a NWC card in here. He doesn't have a steam events. He doesn't have like rare uh, Vectrek stuff. I don't think. You know, uh, Gravity 16. He's got 84 of the 94 games. Does he have Magical Chase? It's not even, It's not listed here. So my, my oh, no, he does, oh, oh no, he's missing it. He's missing. He's missing like Arizonk and Bong Three and Hero Hiroto and Magical Chase, and and so once you get down to it, the the the, the price just plummets. plummets.
1: Right, because you expect these things in there. You expect for that the price. four figure games to be there. And this is my fucking issue with this. This guy, he could be a nice, the nicest guy, but this sort of thing begets the next collection that comes up for an insane price which begets the next one this this is what we talk about every time it comes up and like I said I'm pretty sure we talked about this last podcast this sort of insane pricing and this sort of wishful thinking is what leads the next person to put their collection up for 175000 and they have none of the rare titles this is what causes someone to come into my store with three totes full of stuff and expect to walk out with a grand you're not going to
0: and again, it's, again, of course, you can do whatever you want. That's not what we're saying. We're just talking yeah. about the ramifications and does it make sense, but, or is it a gigantic waste of people's time?
1: Volume does not equal worth with your video game collection. Great, we can walk into the room and go, "Whoa, you got a big video game boner!" Um,
0: this is four, By the way, this is almost forty-eight dollars per game. Okay, that's insane. Before the best offer, and if it, and I bet you that high offer was was probably at least half. I'm guessing. But like I said if I, I, my, my assumption was if he said hi, it was at least two thirds. So so that also say twenty five thirty bucks game is still insane. Yeah, still insane. Even if there is a box, a Don Kong Junior. Well, let's put it
1: out. this way: the guy from Dubai who probably has a lot of money, even he realized that that was much. an insane amount of money to spend on a collection.
0: Exactly, because he can just hire someone to go on eBay and buy all those Within games two for, weeks for half the amount yeah. or less. Honestly, my gut tells me that that stuff's not even worth fifty thousand. That's just my gut. Mm
1: -hmm. Just my gut. But at the same point in time, I mean, like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm throwing the guy under the bus. I mean, this is not good for the hobby to keep seeing stuff like this, but he doesn't sound like he particularly wanted to sell it either.
0: Yeah, it's weird that sometimes you sort of uh, inflate the price based upon, well, I had this stuff for years and I spent a lot of time searching it. That doesn't matter Not when you're buying it. No No one cares today. What's the value of it?
1: Especially with the amount of people who want to buy into collections. No one cares about your man hours, they care about what you have, and you're missing the stuff that would make your collection shine.
0: I'm sorry, I don't have a statement Ian. Sorry. I don't give a
1: fuck, I'm sorry! I don't believe you need it. You're handsome
0: as you are. Oh. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about, it could have been April Fool's, remember last year that there was going to be a, a Game Boy adapter that Hyperkin planned for a smartphone, but now, they might be making a Turbo Express clone. Um. Hmm. If this is if this is done right, this could be nice. This
1: could be. So, um, I believe it's supposed to be who card compatible, so region free. <laughs> um, I, it's supposed to have an OLED screen. It's supposed to be used as a console. Uh, it would output 1080p to a TV, which is ridiculous. You only really need like 720 or 480, but hey, as long as it's yeah. up converting, fine.
0: Yeah, I have. Yeah, you, you get just like the old one. You get a 3.5 headphone jack. Yep. You get the turbo switches on there. Yep, like the original. Uh, supposedly there would be a, a, a TV tuner, which makes no sense, but okay, Put, throw it on if you yeah, want, just for the fuck of it. If it cost you a dollar per unit. Mm. Uh, rechargeable ten-hour battery. That's outstanding. That's a, if, that, if they can pull that off with a screen that big. That because <laughs> they can't do it with the Superboy. Uh, well, <laughs> otherwise they will have you know like the Turbo Express having like you know whatever is it, six or eight triple a, uh, double A's right. in there. Uh, HD HD TV tuner for digital HD channels. That's so cute that I'd love to see that they can pull that off.
1: Hey, Wireless Turbo HD. That's the thing, uh,
0: the Turbo HD link linking up systems.
1: That thing. That to me sounds pretty cool. Um, but then my uh, the stupidest thing. Uh, serialized uh, model numbers. Fucking eat me, dude. You're not making. We were doing so well framing this. You're, you're not. You're not making a collectible. You're making. A knockoff Turbo deal, and that's a Turbo Express, and that's great. People because there's a there's a
0: market for this. Oh, there
1: is because Turbo Turbo Express is five
0: six years ago or like sixty dollars, and now they're like two hundred.
1: People come into the store. I mean, I've talked about it with people in the store all the time. Hey, if they could make a portable, I'm like, it's never going to happen. And I mean, now it might. I mean, I'd love to eat my words on that and see this actually happen. This would
0: be worth it just as a replacement console.
1: Oh, just to keep around.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it, this because there's no replacement Turbo Console, right? Unless you get like the the uh, Retro Freak out of Japan, yeah, which has it. Otherwise, though, you buy this and then you can use that as a portable. I, hell, I would. That it's it's and this is probably thinner than the bulky Turbo Express original, and it probably oh, and you know what the capacitors won't go, you know, like the original.
1: The designs, I mean, uh, drawings look make it look like it would be much much thinner. So
0: yeah, so price point though. We know that, you know, with, with the Restaurant 5, it started at a certain point and went up a little bit <laughs> and a little bit. I would think that, depending on where they get the LED screen from, uh, I'm not sure what's the difference between what's, an, what's a AMO LED, AMOLED, AMOLED. I'm not sure what the difference is. Maybe it's cheaper. Maybe it's better. I have no idea. I'm not an expert. I'm not an engineer. But if they could get this at a price point at like 125 dollars they would sell a ton of these. Yeah, because it would be cheaper than it'd be cheaper than a used Turbo Graphics, a hell of a lot cheaper than a Turbo Express.
1: It would it'd be a, cheaper a, than a Turbo Graphics,
0: but uh they, they, they've gone up a little bit. We sell them for one twenty. Oh, I was in the ballpark. All right, Jesus, God, it's the top of my head. I don't track prices anymore. Anyway, I'm being snippy for no reason. I've over a handheld that might never come out. Anyway, <laughs> so I would be interested in, in this. I actually would be. Just just if hey if I'm on the couch or I want to play a turbo game don't want to put it on the TV I just you know don't want to get a bulky Turbo Express and have to plug it into the wall and, or otherwise waste batteries My
1: main interest would be to just see some turbo games on an OLED screen because the colors Big are brighter. so rich on OLED screens it'd be really neat to see. Um, plus you know the the fact that it would it would be designed to make those games look clear. Now I have a frame and I can see those games looking lovely, but. Yeah, the OLED screen is honestly the thing I, that
0: looks the coolest. I would wonder why they would, um, the wireless link-up, if, if you if you guys don't know, if you had a Turbo Express, you need to buy the link, uh, which was cable to go one to the other for two-player games. I wonder if there would be any latency, or what the technology would be for that. I guess it would be like a, wi- maybe a Wi-Fi thing?
1: Or it could be an afterthought, I mean, quite frankly. That's not meant to sound mean, but maybe they just don't. Maybe maybe it's not something they care about.
0: I think they're going to have to, though. Otherwise, because if you want people to play two players, uh, there has to be a controller port somewhere on this. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, what are you going to do? You know, almost like those, almost like those ones you hook up to the TV now. Yeah, like the Genesis ones. True, controller port.
1: Well, yeah, you the, have their, their
0: own Superboy has two controller ports on the front of it, and that's not listed as a feature here. So that to me is the maybe that's a price I made. It's too small and thin to be able to fit it. That to me is the, the glaring because because if, if that's included, if you can piggyback onto that and put a turbo tap onto there, say yeah, you put the system down on the table and get a turbo tap you can buy for like twenty or thirty bucks, and then you basically use it as your system, put it on the table, and we both have our own controller. That that solves all your problems. Yeah, it's very right nice. There. And you and then you now you have a new turbo sixteen, and then that will obviously obviously draw draw the price down to the whole ones be less demand sure alright Hyper Kid, let's make make me a believer Damn it. speaking of video game history and Space Invaders being the most important video game ever bar none inside joke again uh, the, the national I love pre- you Norm the national video game museum uh, opened up in Frisco Texas finally Frisco sounds like a, a really really good breakfast meat by the way it sounds like a rash does it a I rash got a bad Frisco thing? on the side of my leg so if you don't know, these are the guys, the National, Vi- National Video Game Museum, they've been around for like five, six years trying to do this, raise money They tour, it. right? They used to tour it around. They used to go to um, a few places. Uh, I, some of the videos I've done that got featured on Game Trailers in the past on the front page. You of and, and Joey, Joey. Rue DeSina. Joey Rue, who, I, I won't throw him under the bus. <laughs> I won't throw him under the bus, but not, for not being to be able to You're throwing somebody. him under the bus by not throwing him under the bus. Okay. So anyway... Actually, it's an Easter egg in the video. But anyway, we did the National... We we did the Video Game History Museum tour uh, twice at E3. It was like 2011 and 2012, I believe. And they have... These are three collectors. And the third name escapes me. His name's John. I interviewed him. But you have Joe Santulli. used to run Digital Press in New Jersey, which is a great video game. uh, One of the better or best uh, used video game stores I've seen. Retro game stores. Um, And then you have Sean Kelly. He's a huge collector. And the third gentleman. Name escapes me right now. So sorry but these are three collectors these are guys in their uh, either late 40s or early fifties and they've been collecting for like thirty years they have everything <laughs> everything they are above the elite collector tier they are like the just the museum collector because they have the Atari cosmos they, sit, they sit
1: upon uh, Mount Olympus
0: yes they have like all the like uh all those, like, variants of the Atari consoles never came out. Like, the, whatever, the 2800 or whatever. They have those things. They have, like, the Sega Neptune. You know, like, they they have those things. They have, they have like, the document material of, like, how to code the systems from the employees. They have all the, like, all the stuff like the patches that came out. The promo patches. Like, you used to sew on your denim jacket in the 80s. All the buttons. All the merchandise. Uh, so, these are the guys that do it. If they want to do a non-profit museum, non-profit museum, these are the guys who want to do it. Because they have everything. And they are true collectors. you know. Um, so, I mean, there's some pictures online. You can go visit it. I'm proud that this has actually gotten done because you need something like this. It's not an exhibit
1: within a museum. It is a museum. I mean, the entire thing. Yeah, it-
0: I mean, as, as someone who can speak to the, the fact that I've seen it in person at... at uh, at, at E3. They've done it at the... Uh, what is it? The classic. They used to do the Classic uh, Game Expo in, in Vegas. CG. At, uh, CG. Um, so they've been there. They, they have the pedigree. They've been collecting since the 80s probably. Gotten their hands on material that's one-of-a-kind. Prototypes. Um, I, I think I joked in there the only thing I didn't see was a gold NWC card. They had a gray one. They had, they had everything there. Um I, I mean there's not much more i can say that you never saw it in person but if you remember those videos i did from way back in, then check them out it's not it's not a plug but uh, if i'm ever in texas i would love to see this
1: yeah no i would love to go at some point i uh i don't know what frisco's proximity is to austin that's the only place i'd ever find myself in texas because okay. i have friends there but...
0: we can ask siri right <laughs> yeah what's the proximity siri there's a giant, there's a setup of a giant, uh, it's great. There's like a, somehow I have a giant monitor. Like a, with a, I love that. I saw that. With a TV, there's, there's like a two TV. Yeah, it looks like a big fake tube And they're playing TV. a giant pong? Who made that? That's insane. How did I miss that the first time I saw the story? How I don't know I but that? I would sit there all day, probably. <laughs> like, like, like a big wheel and turn it. Get, get your forearm workout. They have a whole line of all the computer set maintained. That's right. What, what was great about this was that it's probably the same, similar setup to. At he with the museum is that they'd have like every console set up that you can actually play it with a little oh. placard telling you about the console, the history of it, why it's special. Nice. You know what I mean? So it's actually interactive. I would think they would keep that in some way. Oh,
1: it's a video game museum. They had they have to.
0: They had the coolest thing ever, which is still one of the coolest things that there's not that many out there. The big Atari computer kiosk display. Oh yeah, but yeah like yeah. eighty two or so. That's you know cool. they even have that uh, there. So check it out if you're in the Texas area. It's a giant... I know it's a giant area. It's, it's a state... It used to be a country for I a small that, while. For a few say, years. So it's it was a country. A, it's a third of the country, actually. Right uh, ch- check it out. Congrats to Joe Santulli and friends for getting this going. And Joe actually retired from the digital press store in order to do this. So.
1: Nice. We're going to review Meetomo a review little bit. Review
0: Meetomo <laughs>
1: I am not sure what
0: that is. <laughs> We're
1: doing our own Miitomo zone. Uh, uh, yeah. So... Nintendo uh, finally launched their first uh, mobile app, and uh, it's called Mitomo. We've covered it here on the podcast before. On right now. And it's, uh, it's interesting, because I don't think anyone expected Nintendo to launch an outright social network, which is what they did. It's not um, a game. No, it's not a game. Um, so what Mitomo is? Now, what me talking about isn't is is a game. What it is is a social network that is similar to Ask FM, that allows for conversation threads. So what you do is where the name comes from is that you create a me using the same sort of me creator that you would use in uh, Nintendo's game Tomodachi Life, which was a sort of Sims light uh, interaction game. There's pet. So you import your me, uh, you link your Nintendo account, or you don't if you don't have one. And you make your little character. And it will ask you to answer a question, and you answer the question. Then your friends, which you populate your friends list by linking it to a Twitter or Facebook account and mutual follows, and we'll get to the problem with this in a minute. problems. Yeah. Um, You can then invite your friends who have already downloaded Mitomo based on uh, mutual follows or friendships. And what will happen then is when they go to visit you in your room and they talk to you, you will see the questions that they have answered and you can then comment on them or like them and create a discussion or or, 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 or you know just you know throw you a start like jab a thread a discussion yeah, people can come in other people and it's fun um then usually when you leave or when right when you get there they'll ask you another question so you create another topic of discussion for people to comment on when they come visit you The whole thing is kind of adorable and a lot of fun. Uh, There's a shop that you use coins for that you can earn by answering and asking questions um, to buy outfits and clothes. You earn game tickets for a Plinko-style game where you can... uh, You win more outfits or candy. Yeah, you win more outfits or candy. Candy is used to ask more questions. Basically, there is a limit on the number of um, responses you can see from someone unless you use candy. Um, The only... The only, um, currency that can be purchased in Mitomo is the gold coins, which are largely used for, uh, buying clothing. Um, by linking it up to your Nintendo account and doing certain things like checking in every day, getting a certain number of likes or hearts on your questions, you can then use, uh, these little platinum coins to earn discounts on Nintendo games, you know, that sort of thing. Um... And it's all very neat, and it is a lot of fun, and I think, especially in the first couple of days, it took a lot of people by surprise, because I don't think this was at all what anyone was thinking it was going to be. Um, and I kind of like it. Uh, I mean, it's a way to really kind of kill some time. It is a social network in the way that Snapchat is a social network. It is 100% pointless, and kind of goofy, and it is fun but it's it it definitely has some issues and I'll let Pat cover some of those.
0: Well let's start with the positive. I love that you can link up to your your three DS and Wii U accounts yeah. and pull pull your me off of there. Because that was great. Because I pulled my me off there, changed the hair to make it longer since so my hair's longer now. I think I made my eyebrows a little bit bigger and that was it. It's you made your way. face chubbier, too, didn't you?
1: No, same same I feel like you're not doing yourself justice with your me. You made your face way too chubby. I, it's the same shape, though. It comes down and gets squared off at the end, no? Well, fair enough. True. True, true. It's a trade off. I, I like my. Accuracy of shape for a little bit of added. Added. For added like added
0: chipmunkness, yes. Uh, if you look at my Wii, my wee Me, uh, I, I actually, if I show you, it's actually funny because it's how I actually looked like eight years ago. A little bit chubby with the spiky hair. It's, it's in the ballpark. But anyway,
1: I, I'm in love with my me. I think my me is far more handsome than I am. Uh, the eye
0: is really just. <laughs> I can't stand the eye. The,
1: the, the star eye. I will. I, can't stand I
0: will it. never get rid of those eyes. It, it makes. I don't know. I can. Anyway, but you bring in. You can bring in your character. And then you can edit it so half the battle is done. But then you do a couple of cool things. You you do your personality traits. Mm-hmm. Your expressiveness. Um, your outgoingness, things like that, which actually do correspond with how your, uh, I think, how your me uh, moves, uh, moves. And how it acts
1: reacts. And how your room looks, too. And I should mention that that's carried over from Tomodachi Life as well, that whole, like, making a profile.
0: So, so what's cool is that then it gives you a snapshot of your personality, which I, I don't want to say mine was pretty accurate, but it was fairly accurate. Uh, it was interesting when you when you do, like, it's like six different continuums from zero to ten. Then you do your voice. You do your voice. Speed, that's pitch, so tone, and <laughs> cadence.
1: And then there's even an accent. That, yeah, the yes. accent's cadence. So,
0: I try to actually match mine. I don't know if you heard mine. It's it's in the ballpark. It's like it's, yeah, no, yours is pretty it's good. It's in the ballpark. And other people I've heard like uh, Alley's, aped Alley's is like it's 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 kind of there. Is close. Yeah, and I try to say yeah, to her. Let see what it sounds like. But so that's what that's what appeals to me It gives a personality is that you the answers get read off when you look at what me's were
1: with the Wii and how. How shitty they, they were. were? Just, they were just like skeletons. Ha- Hairstyle, eyes, nose, mouth. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I mean, and now I mean, you've got a pretty robust creation suite.
0: Yeah. You now you can't adjust everything. Like I don't think you can adjust like the individual like head shape and things like that. It doesn't. It's not like I don't think it's, it's as robust as maybe the Wii U.
1: No, you can totally do. Can every, do everything you that, do that Everything, everything as that oh, you can okay. do. The, the reason why you don't see this because you imported. So oh, is that it, why I it, didn't give you all the options? Okay. You can go back and change it, but it kind
0: of skips those steps okay. for you. Uh, and then, purchasing clothes. I will say this. The only thing I so, so far I bought was rip, my ripped jeans and sandals. I still have the same default shirt. I'm not a big fan of the shirt selection so far. It's a little lacking. I have some dresses. My favorite
1: outfit so far is my Gothic Lolita dress with my space helmet. That's a good one. Uh, I also have my baggy sweatpants and my hoodie outfit, so that's a good one, too.
0: So, I'm waiting for the shirts. There was like a pocket T-shirt, which I haven't worn since I was like 21. And then but it, it looks. I don't like pocket t-shirts, but
1: they look snappy on that. I I bought a pocket t-shirt myself. I think I want a triangle pocket. I don't
0: want a square one. What do you
1: put in a triangle?
0: I I don't know. I don't like the pocket t. <laughs> and I don't I don't I don't like the v-neck. I don't v-neck, like v-neck either. the v-neck t-shirt. I want a regular t-shirt with a print. Yeah. And I'll be on board. Maybe like a Mario t-shirt. Mario you t-shirt. Here me Nintendo. I'll buy that with my fake currency. But that's what I like about this too. Before getting get into the negative, I like the fact that so far. You don't have to spend money, unless you want to. I'm low on
1: coins, but I have not oh, yet. I'm not.
0: Been... I have, like, 20,000. I have bought, like, sandals and jeans.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I, I've been more interested in the clothes, but every I, I've still been able to buy something new every day. There's going to get to a point where those coins dry up, but at least during... They did a good thing by giving, like, during the launch week. They, the they gave points. everyone enough coins to kind of have fun with it.
0: So, so far, like I said, the coins, you could mostly close. I have a feeling, Nintendo, you want to make money? Be able to customize your room with stuff.
1: Yeah, so now that's, that's, something, that coming. Y- that's something that you could do in uh, Tomodachi life that everyone's like, why can't I do that? In
0: I, this? I think I they are just laying the groundwork. Just, yeah. They're, you're going to dribble it out. I have no problem with Nintendo trying to make money this way if it's a good app and it's, you're not forced to spend money. Sure. I have no problem. Now, here's the negative side. Adding friends sucks. It's annoying. At now, first, I thought it was fine until you realized... There's no direct way unless I'm sitting here with Ian, if, if me and didn't know each other, you can say, oh, we can do, it. you both hit one of the four uh, icons, and you can do it face-to-face. Right. You can do that. Otherwise, you've got to be connected on social media. And on Twitter, on Facebook is fine, because when you're connected on Facebook, you're friends. But on Twitter, you're only connected if you both follow each other. Right. So then you have to then follow someone, see him on, on your list to add add them, then unfollow them if you don't want to follow him. I hate to say it, I don't want to follow everyone on Twitter, because otherwise then Twitter is awful. Yeah. You want to be, use it sparingly. It's, want it's not even uh, so
1: much necessarily that, hey, you're a bad person. It's no. that my feet is going to get clogged up. Yes.
0: So that's that's the bad part. But there are suggested friends from Friends of Friends. Which, which is, is... That's okay. That sort of mediates it. But I want to be able to say, what the hell is your name? I want to add you. Well, here's the problem with the
1: Friends of Friends. Now, some of them, like um, Alan Thompson, our good buddy Alan. I saw him on there, and I was like, oh, sweet, suggested friend. Added. Done. Done. The problem is, is, when it's a direct friend, um, it will tell you what their Twitter handle is. Mm-hmm. When it's a suggested friend, oh, no. it doesn't. It yeah. just tells you what kind of friend, what, what, it, it gives you like one or two yeah. of your shared I, friends. I want to make
0: sure I'm not adding a scumbag I don't want to add. Yeah. That's the one thing. Right. I've already seen people I, I can't stand as friends of friends. Same. I'm just like, oh, that person stabbed me in the back. That, that person's an asshole. You there's know, it, like,
1: that's always there's fun. There's at least three people on my suggested friends list where I'm like, no way in fucking Probably the same as,
0: probably similar to my list a little bit, <laughs> Maybe. I, I would think. So, uh, so that's fine. The, I, 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 I can see people getting burned out by this a little bit, constantly doing the questions and answers. But I do see the value overall. Well, you can get deep with some of these. This isn't yeah. just like, oh, what kind of pot do you like? You know, you can get into it, like if you, you choose to. Yeah, you can. You can be frivolous, or you can go deep on questions. So it depends on what you want to do. I think it's also. It's one of those
1: things where the more friends you have on there, the more overwhelming it seems because you feel like you got to keep up with so much. But right? you don't have to. But you don't. And that's the thing. Psychologically, if you can just realize that, hey, today so I'm going to turn this on, check in with three of my friends, answer some questions, and be done with it, that's when you're going to have, I think, the most fun with, with Meet Homo. It's when you have 50 friends or whatever and you decide that you have to go through and try to interact with all of them that... If you feel like you have to keep up with this, you're going to get burnt out.
0: You're going to have a bad time. You have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. Do you think it's a good or bad thing for the private question answers? that the only other person can see. Are you, is that a little creepy to you, or you like? The no, I, I thing? think
1: I think it's okay. I think it's it's fine because. If it's too, if it's a question you don't want to answer, you can just hit skip. Because that's the
0: only way you can basically P, uh, pm someone, private message someone is through those direct interactions. Yeah,
1: no, I questions. I like it. I've had some we've I've had some fun and cute answers, you know, and and back and forth, but the whole thing is if it's too creepy for you, you can just hit
0: skip. Sure. And that's what I actually do. There's it's a double-edged sword for not being being able to instant message someone because I think Nintendo want people using it for nefarious reasons. They want to keep more open and friendly and let's yeah. say, innocent in that regard because um, I can see the trouble that could happen, potentially. We'll just say the Minecraft scene, or it can get sketchy as hell. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that. But like I said, yeah, you can have interactions like that. And plus, if you're really friends with someone, you can contact them outside your fucking phone or somewhere else.
1: Right, that's exactly the. the when I visit people who ask me wh- where, where you get the private interactions, if the question isn't comfortable for me, then I just skip it. And all my friends that I'm in real friends with in real life... I mean, what the fuck ever. It's the same thing. It's just texting them, you know, something. So it's fine. So
0: this is what I see in the future for this. I see them adding uh, little mini games, a of the 3DS, using your friends. Mm-hmm. I see that happening, like the little RP- mini RPG thing. I see that as an easy thing to add, whether paid or free, uh, customizing your room and spending money to do that. I think that's got to be
1: the first thing because that's uh, the biggest complaint everyone's got so far.
0: And then I see some sort of being, group or meet-up way you can interact with more than one. I see that as a possible in the future. I am not saying it'll be a chat room, but something interacts with more than one person. I do see that down the line. And it might throw off the whole ask... I just see it being something really cool, where and and you and you, and you I, say, oh let's meet up for this discussion about this or something. I think I dis- I disagree with
1: you on that, just because it's already sort of happening with the threads.
0: Okay, but maybe but at least see them all in the same room. I don't know, that'd be cute. To see, see, I thought that
1: already happened to me once,
0: but, but oh, I I, c- I could be wrong. I could par- be wrong. Party without me in the same room. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, so I'm the only punk on there. Nothing matters. You can't add me unless I follow you on Twitter. Uh, since I don't have c- Facebook connecting. Because I have five thousand friends on Facebook, and so I don't know how to even deal with that. I don't know who would be who, right? So,
1: but hey, I mean, for a first shot, it's got Nintendo like problems, but it's got Nintendo like fun. It's charming. Okay.
0: <laughs> so the thirtieth anniversary of, of the Legend of Zelda, one of my all-time favorite games, boop, passed. Boo, boo, and out of I don't know where, out of nowhere, there is now an in-browser. Legend of Zelda 3D game that was... Uh, it's, in, it's in, I guess, alpha build, you can say, or beta. It's only, I think, the first three dungeons
1: there. But it's all done in voxels, which are gorgeous. And, uh, I, I I mean, anything that's done in voxels looks really pretty. It
0: looks it, it looks like that that game that came out on the PS3. 3D Dot Game Heroes. It's is basically the same sort of style yeah. where it's pixel 3D, like what you can do...
1: Everything is built and, out of very tiny and squares. It has, so
0: and it has depth, though. Like, yeah. the characters have depth. So it's like a three-quarters overhead isometric almost look, and then you're, there's no like, one screen to the next, and you wait. It's just all continuous uh, as you play the game. You get your sword, it's the same sound effects. Um, yeah, it's at the website before Nintendo takes it down. Hopefully, hopefully Nintendo doesn't care. Hopefully they're cool with it. This is a fan-made project. It's at um, Zelda30Tribute.com I, I saw Mike Matei do a stream of it a few nights back, and uh, obviously there's some bugs. Sword can get stuck. It's not perfect, but they're they ironing them out. I, I Nintendo, be cool. Nintendo, be cool. Hell, be cool. Be cool. Hell, maybe you can co-opt the technology and release your own version of it. Maybe throw kick back a few Zelda figurines to these <laughs> fine uh, couple guys putting this together. I think it's a two man team only actually doing this. It's fine folk. Um, yeah. Even on their uh, Facebook page said thanks for playing, Mike. For they probably got tons of people on there that know about Nintendo probably knows about it by now, I would think, right, in some capacity. Because they're probably like, oh, we want this on the 3DS, or we put this on the well, Wii they're U. They're leaning you know? back, flipping a cease and desist on their thumb right they, now. They, they're, like, eh. they're, they're looking at do we want to be cool, or if we want a pile of money over here we can get to putting this out? <laughs> uh, so far, they're probably cool with that, I would think. Because it's not 100% working. Uh, excuse me, and it's not 100% finished the overworld, and they're putting it more and more into it. Um, yeah, plus it would, take, it would suck to have to put in the thousands of hours, and then all of a sudden Nintendo's like, we don't want this out there so yeah build it up slowly you know uh so check it out i mean this is more like i played it for like about a couple minutes did you play it at all
1: no i mean i but i will i just haven't had a chance to yet i'll pull it up on my phone and give it a go it looks great
0: though. yeah like the one bug i saw is like when you kill like an octorok you can keep hitting your sword with the smoke and it'll keep making the sound when you hit them even though it's gone like a little <laughs> something a like that out. but but it's cool how like when you get like an item it'll like zoom in like the like the like the NC4 games and like go and you'll see it oh like, really oh yeah oh the tri-force. that's so cool yeah so there's some camera tricks going on maybe
1: I'll do that when I get home there you go Ian I like seeing happy Ian I'm not a miserable person <laughs> but I am gonna get miserable over this uh oh our, our pals at Analog what did they do Ian uh Analog NT to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Zelda are completely I just I don't even have the words um They decided to make 10 gold analog NT units, gold-plated. Do you want to remind everyone what analog NT is? Uh, The analog NT is a... uh,
0: Based off of Famicom Guts?
1: uh, Yep, it's a NES for rich brats um, that has four controller ports, uh, a Famicom slot, and a Nintendo slot. It's actually pretty smart looking. It's just really, really expensive. But
0: there's a separate HDMI out after you get the bus?
1: You get either eight. No, you, you get choice
0: of RGB or HDMI.
1: Right, which was not how it was originally advertised. Um, so now, now retail for like five hundred. Yeah. Retails for like five hundred. Well, this one retails for $5,000. Uh, so if you really want to piss your money away, you can go ahead and get a real fancy-looking uh, gold NES. But it's 24-carat. Oh, well, that's
0: lovely. Plated inside and out with 24-carat
1: I'm so happy it's plated inside and out, because that, that's definitely fucking important. Um, but there's a transparent bottom on it, so they can avoid plating the bottom, too. <laughs> I... I'm sorry, I just don't understand why the hell we
0: need something like this because they're gonna sell probably ten of them or eight of them or seven because there'll be people that'll buy it.
1: right. and yeah, i I know uh people can do whatever they want with their own money. I just think it's extravagant and uh, pointless. Well, of
0: course, yes, like most jewelry or high-end items. yes, of course, it's pointless. this of course. It's it's a I I got into a conversation with someone saying, well, you know, these can go up in value in the future. No, they're not going up in value. No, they're not because the amount of people that are going to spend five thousand dollars or more on NES you can h- count on two hands. Hence, them only making ten of them. Call one eight
1: hundred, sell gold, and we'll send you an envelope. And people are going to stuff these in these ten years. Well, no, you know, well, years well
0: here's what is what interesting. It's just plated. It's not made. Yeah, of I gold. Know. I know. So we plated. don't know how much gold is in here. Yeah, not five thousand dollars worth. Well, no, probably. Uh, Not even half that. I don't know. Analog NT, they're nice. They sent me a Neo Geo wooden controller at one point. They were nice to do that. But um, we don't know. We're not sure. I'm sorry. This just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, They know they can sell at least five or six of these. They probably know. There's going to be someone who bought the NT that said, you know what? I want to be the exclusive in the 10 Club, and it's going to go up in the future. It's not going to go up in the future. It's not worth that much in gold. It's not worth its weight in gold, literally. No. Yes. It's literally not. Literally, Um, it's not. So... This is for an elite collector. This could be the same guy from Dubai that offered to buy the jaw-dropping Yahoo you know, uh, video game set. They want something that can say, hey, come into my you know, come into my theater room and I have the, the $10,000 audio speaker set. You know, audio files like that. Yeah. And here's my $5,000 NES that people are like, wow, that's really awesome. And that's it. They're going to die with it because no one else is going to spend that much on it. It's not going to go on eBay. They're gonna keep it. Then they're gonna play Back to the Future while jerking off or something like that. Remember that fun movie we all grew up with? Let's play it on my gold NES. I guess I'm being softer on this than you. I don't think this is any more sillier than getting like a you know a limited edition version of a car that has gold real gold on it. I you don't. Know? I don't
1: even know that I necessarily think it's sillier than the NT. Just to begin with, it's just this. This takes it to a new level with five. The, and like I said, the NT looks nice. It does. But a twenty-four karat gold-plated one, I, and I think my bigger problem is literally the price. The price is insane. Well, because it's arbitrary,
0: because you don't yes. know how much gold is in here.
1: No, and I—I I, I mean, if we know that it's plated and we know the rough dimensions of an NT, we can safely assume that there's nowhere near five thousand dollars. There's nowhere near half that much in gold. I don't, I don't in
0: there. know. I'm not a gold expert.
1: I am. Uh that's my second
0: job. What is it? Oh, you you you, you want yeah. it in the back of the store, people bring in silver and gold to pawn. They, they what do. Is, what, is, what is it? Was it fourteen hundred an ounce right now for gold? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'll look it up. That's an, an exact helmet. number. Yeah, see so I don't know the difference between being something being plated or solid. I have no idea what the carrot is I just don't know. Gold price per I ounce. Know. I think they will sell eight of these or seven of these. I'll say I'll say seven. We'll okay. take over under seven. What would you take over under seven under seven under seven like five or I four. feel
1: like that's a fool's bet but I'm going to say under seven like
0: gold can be fools we woo woo! were really getting these these nice outros right now <laughs> it's at uh, 1229 per ounce gold so it used to be like 1600 a couple of years ago went back down one of yeah them. buy those gold coins you know it does keep its value unless you're in the twilight zone episode and they figure out how to make gold in the future that was a great episode as a twilight zone by the way <laughs> So, this is a fun story. I don't know why this makes me happier than it should. So, for the past, like, I don't know, 10 years or so, Nintendo's had a very, their Nintendo logo, you know, the oval, says Nintendo on the inside of the little R registered trademark. It's been, like, white or blue, nondescript. All of a sudden, uh, out of nowhere, Nintendo's going a little throwback. Back to the red and the white. Back to the red. Back to the old school red, back to the original NES. And now, if you they go to the, like, Twitter page, it's the red Nintendo logo. It's kind of nice. It, it, I so think it's fitting. Warm cockles.
1: cackles of my heart.
0: Yeah, I, we don't report on branding too much, but yeah, if you go on Twitter, you see Mario looking at you like, "Yeah, we're back, bitches." A little face, and then you got the Nintendo logo. Yo, dog, we're ready. Yeah, we're ready for this next uh, next console war. This next, uh, yep, and next coming out.
1: I'm feeling like I'm packing heat right in my crotch.
0: But is this a... when you rebrand? It can mean you want obviously you want people to think of your product in a different way. You want to freshen things up? To me, this is like think of Nintendo how we used to be. Well, yes, bit.
1: and that's kind of, and that's what I'm remember, hoping remember for. Remember the
0: classic Nintendo. Y- you
1: don't want to read too deep into something like this, no. but at the same point in time, I do want to read deep into this. I, I, I want, I want Nintendo to be deep into Mario's deep, big blue eyes. Uh, deep it, in... yes. <laughs> Are we going to say that? <laughs> anyway.
0: I want to see if they put it on their YouTube channel I'll go on, Ian. Talk about you staring at Nintendos.
1: No, I don't know if there's much more to say about this. I told you that when we were running down the topics. Since the color's on their logo. Nintendo,
0: uh, uh, Nintendo. Mario does have blue eyes. That's a little little uncommon for a, an Italian. What you, you just hit your elbow. Aww, he hit his elbow. Aww. Fuck. <laughs> he got a boo-boo. Right. It a, it's, not, <laughs> a it's not funny. It's not funny. The funny bone is not funny. That just saved this awful segment. <laughs> thank, hey. you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Aw. You hit your funny bone. You got a boo-boo. <laughs> My humorous. Uh, do you want a band-aid? I got no. I think I'll have a Flintstones band playing to around. Fucking kiss it. <laughs> so whew, That's gonna go in the eventual best of playlists on YouTube, which we will put together at some point, I think.
2: So sore.
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh yes, Nintendo classic branding. I approve. Pat proved. I was kind of excited to
1: go into this, but I gotta be honest, I'm still really fatigued from this fucking topic. What,
0: what, what, what are we getting pulled back into like, Godfather 3? What is this? What We're is getting this pulled
1: back into
0: oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, retro VGS Coleco Chameleon nonsense, because oh, God. Please, God. I kind of was hoping he wouldn't. I
0: thought it was over.
1: But Mike Kennedy decided to come out and uh, try to fucking clear his good name. I yeah, need to defend my name, uh, yeah, on uh, retro on 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 our favorite forum.
0: Your favorite forum.
1: My favorite forum. You don't like them?
0: Well, the, uh, are you going to tell them? That no, you no, no, the Nintendo Leech is my favorite forum officially. Oh. Well, I actually
1: there, like Atari Age, whereas what? you're what? Being sarcastic No, about I'm not being sarcastic.
0: Age. No, I'm not. Don't start a whole new thread about me on inte- my favorite website, <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> Age. I won't put words in your no, mouth. No, please don't. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love Atari Age.
1: and uh, So, Mike Kennedy decided to post a, a, a response to the past couple months' worth of bullshit with the clique of chameleon. And once again, Mike Kennedy throws the hardware guy under the bus. Now, it sounds like the hardware guy definitely has a past.
0: Uh, is this with, the is this, is this mysterious Mr. Lee? This is the mysterious
1: Mr. Lee. Um, and his name, according to Mike Kennedy, was... Um, Sean Robinson. Sean Lee Robinson, all capital letters. And uh, in it, Mike makes himself sound like... uh a fucking fool. Um, a hapless fuck who just bumbles through everything that's going on. Um, so he uh, Let's just cover some of the key points. He talks about the prototype at the Toy Fair and about how someone had talked him into uh, hooking up with this guy and uh, making these prototypes. And Mike just wrote check after check after check.
0: So just, was it $7,000 worth of checks to this Mr. Robinson? I think it might have even been more.
1: Um and received the original prototype that we talked about the SNES in a Jag shop and the SNES
0: mini the infamous with the tape back
1: Mike knew nothing about it i mean he was he's so helpless um so even states that sitting in his hotel room the first night of the toy fair he looks at it and goes do i open this up and look in it or do i just keep going And he just kept going. Because when your reputation's on the line... And and a business venture. And a business venture's on the line, you just take what obviously looks like a fucking lie and go, I'm gonna tell myself this is fairy dust and magic beans and I'm gonna keep on going. Um, Same basic story happened with the second prototype with the DVR card. Where uh, Mr. Lee told him that there were more chips and things going... (laughs) More (laughs) chips and stuff going... (gasps) Pat, just talk about this. can't do it. I don't. I, just, I don't care anymore. There's no.
0: There's no good outcome for for this for Mr. Kennedy at this point. He's either a I'm fraudster. Dumb. That's dumb. Or he's a businessman. That's extremely dumb. It's either one or the other. There's no. There's no way. No way coming out of this that he looks good. No. If he, even even if he's telling the truth, which I don't know if he is. I have no way to verify. I the also the truth. think he looks worse coming out of this because by saying
1: that he spent thousands of dollars on a guy that he never looked into.
0: Here's the thing about the Sean Robinson character here, that he's known in the community. Yeah. I've gotten word on the, on the Atari Age forum, he's known as a guy that's been uh, deceptive and may have maybe allegedly conned people out of money in deals, whether it's trades or promising hardware. People we
1: know in, and, in,
0: in the scene in various other states and, are aware of him. I've gotten texts from someone uh, in the Portland area that's confirmed this, and that and then, like he might have moved out of the Northwest and got r- run out of town and then mo- and moved to California and done this. So, this is what Mike is saying. That he hired a guy, after getting rid of three other hardware guys, after snubbing Kev Trist, who's actually a real hardware guy that could have helped him with this, this project, hires a guy that in the community is known to be at least troublesome, does no research on the background of this character, does not look into, maybe, did this guy have any successful hardware ventures in the past, and then just writing checks out. Checks out for prototypes that he doesn't even then check on before putting his reputation on the line publicly for all to see at a professional trade show, first of all, and then second of all, online and then basically burrowing his own reputation in the process willy-nilly. I like how Mr. Lee instructed
1: Kennedy not to take any shots of the back of the system during the toy fair. Shouldn't that be your immediate red flag? At that point, I'd be like, I need to tear this open and look into this before I take it and put my reputation on the line at the biggest toy convention uh, in the U.S., if to the world. I think there's one bigger one. (laughs) Either way.
0: Idiotic. I can't. I. I don't know if believing Mike Kennedy h- helps him. I think it. I, I think it makes him look worse. That's what I said. It makes him look like a buffoon. This is a guy that originally, with the Retro VGS, wanted close to two million dollars of money to fund this new business. Was just the console. It was the whole Retro VGS business.
1: Where did he co- Wait, If he's if 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 he's as if he is if he is as if. I can't fucking do this anymore. I, if he I, is not, if he is is not knowledgeable as he comes across in this post, where did you come up with this magic million dollar figure? Well, you don't know what you're talking about.
0: I think the more Mike Kennedy, the more you look at him, I think he's 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 Biff Tannen. Your uh, greed, your greed, overpowers your rationale, your foresight, and most most importantly, your judgment for cases like this. Or then pressing and doubling down. Remember, Brian with the Jagbar uh, with, with that video. So I don't even think I... Be- I don't know if I want to believe him or not. I don't know what makes him look better or worse. I don't
1: know how much this is believable. I don't think a lot of this is believable. Some
0: people are saying a lot of this is not believable. Some people are saying it is believable. I'm not sure if Mike came up with this name because he knew it was a bad name and has thrown this guy under the bus without his knowledge. I have no idea. All I know is this is just another bizarre chapter in this story, and then, and then to
1: try to appeal back to people's good graces in the last paragraph. Oh no, he's. Still- and I want to thank those on Atari Age and other public forums yeah. for opening my eyes to the craziness of all this happening right under my eyes. No, no one should have no. had to have opened your fucking eyes.
0: No, because this is where this is where I don't believe him. Yeah, because it's not like like the back. If Mister Lee told him not to take pictures of the back, he did it anyway, and that, no red flags went off. That's like a red flag. The
1: size of Miami. And Mr. Lee wasn't in charge of ripping photos down moments after they were posted and just dissected on places like Atariage yes. and on uh, the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Like, yes. Yeah. So, like, so then Mike's following the saga, realizing he's getting fucked, and still doubles down after the Toy Fair prototype? So this is where, you, can you be both stupid and deceptive at that point? I think it's more than erring on the side of Deception. Because why would you be that willfully ignorant after the, after the Jesus, second prototype, the second fake prototype? You took the word right out of my mouth.
1: That's what bothers me so much about the story about sitting in the hotel room. You chose willful ignorance over actually knowing what the fuck you were spending money on and what you were trying to
0: sell to people. Yes. And putting your reputation on the line. That's
1: a fucking cock
0: move. So. Gutless. I don't. I don't or, no, it showed guts because now he because now his reputation is ruined because he put his reputation on the line. It's also gutless to not get the owner well yes. curious about your product. This is a month after that fucking prototype, the the, yeah. the, the capture car prototype. Oh, this is a full month. He should have came out the next day if this was if if he wanted to be uh, seen as being truthful about it. Now I don't fucking know. I personally don't care. Now. And uh that, that, um, I and mean, that's what it comes down to at this point. I mean, I don't know how much more we can say about oh, you can, none. I'm left. done. Are you, you know, <laughs> No, I really I really have nothing more to say. I am so
1: tired of this fucking topic. I'm tired of him talking and pretending like he's just this guy who's been taken for a ride. Uh, I can only believe that so many times.
0: I and mean, then there's him talking to the Riverside County Assistant District Attorney Good. about getting his money back. Great, get your money back. You're not going to get your reputation back. Mike, do something else. Not not in the hobby. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you whittle wood sticks on the porch. Please stay out of the retro gaming hobby. Make flutes not, at the Renfest. Not just for our good, for your own good at this point. For your own good. I, and I mean that honestly. This is... This entire thing is the giant... Is the most public intervention I can think of uh, f- for this. But just... Yeah, I'm just...
1: David Ayer, the director of The Suicide Squad, is actually performing some costly reshoots um, prior to its release uh, in an attempt to put a little bit of lightness into the movie. Um, this is in direct response to the um, reviews of uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Now this
0: is run by this is a big site running. This isn't just like little rumors. That oh yeah, no, this it. is big. Um,
1: so this is in direct response to uh, the reviews of Batman v. Uh, Superman Dawn of Justice that basically said that it was far too dark, dreary, and lifeless. No humor. No humor. Now, look. People give a shit. This is not to say that you can't have superhero movies with a dark tone. You totally can. The Nolan trilogy was dark throughout. Yes. But
0: Which I own on DVD, assholes!
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you have to... And start you, you have to do it in a certain way. Uh, too dark comes across as flat. There's yes. no nuance. So, especially in a movie like... You uh, need levity
0: to balance it out.
1: Uh, and there's very little of that in, in Nolan's Batman movies, I believe. But, it's, but there are moments. But there are moments. Yes. And like I said, there is. It, it doesn't come across as flat or dead. Suicide Squad is a movie that, by its very nature, should have some levity to it. Um, I mean, you've got a ragtag group of fucking villains coming together to pull off some stuff and uh I mean there should be some clips, some jokes, and rumor was that basically all the jokes were shown in the trailer. So
0: And not just that, according to the sources, that that good trailer was a good solid trailer was the Queen's some? song. That did not represent the like the film. Like the tone of the film. That's right. not what the film is. Like that was like a lighter, humorous, almost Guardians of the Galaxy cut trailer. It basically was a Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Yeah, and that's not the film though.
1: No. So they're to do some reshoots that will help it match the tone of the trailer, which is necessary because if they sell a movie based on that trailer and people get something completely different, it is going to ruin the DC universe, uh, DC uh, cinematic universe. That's the even next one more. coming out.
0: Remember before Wonder Woman next year,
1: right? Um, I so said, not everything has to be fucking sunshine and rainbows, but it's real hard for me to get over the Joker in this, but I, this actually
0: increases the likelihood of me mm. possibly seeing this. It really does. But most importantly, though, I hope this means that they're going to go back and maybe look at the Justice League movie a different way and maybe yes. just levity into that, because that's supposed to start shooting relatively soon. Or maybe you have Snyder co-direct with someone. Maybe yeah. a shadow director that... Helps, just helps out, helps out. on the deal on the DL, maybe. Because speaking to that, the second weekend, yes, it did great the first weekend, yeah. Second weekend, not so much. 81% drop off, which isn't totally rare. No, not totally rare for a big move, it does well, but it's not go- a good sign, obviously. For its longevity.
1: No, and people need to realize that yes, it made money, but when the budget is as, is as big as it is for something like Batman vs Superman, um, having a gangbusters opening re- weekend only matters in relation to how much the budget was and if you turned a profit, and it hasn't.
0: Um, it might, but it probably won't hit a billion when it's said and done. From the estimates, okay. It'll probably falls short. And it said it had to turn profit about a million or a break even. A billion, a billion, yeah, yes, uh, worldwide with 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 all the marketing, with all the marketing and and all the production costs. Reportedly, it could be in the four hundred million range for this movie. Two fifty for the movie, maybe one hundred to one hundred fifty for the marketing. Mm. It's, that's uh, that seems reasonable for size two fifty. And they shot it for like 16 fucking months. And it's, it's like, well, the, the, the director's going to be more three hours long, probably. So that's a lot of filming we be done. So I, I believe the $250 million, I believe that, with the, sure. all the amount of effects involved and everything else. So we'll see what it does in the third weekend. If it drops again the third weekend, then it's, it, 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 it won't hit it. Uh, but they don't care. They're going to use it as a loss leader. They're not going to shut down the universe. Two, no. They have two more movies coming out. Two Justice League movies are going to shoot back to back. And then they're you know they're probably going to do a Flash movie, and you know, an uh, Aqualad movie. Oh, man. And everything else. So, um, but my one fear is that they go too much the other way. And make it, you can't make it too goofy. Maybe you have Will Smith come back on and ham it up a bit with one-liners and uh, something of that nature. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Uh, some sort of Suicide Squad Ian. Some sort of Suicide Squad. That's what I was waiting for you to say. You didn't. You didn't say it. You're, you're, you weren't paying attention to me. You don't love me anymore, Ian. You want Sting? Well, you're not going to get him. I that was awful. Even, but yes, Sting officially retired at the Hall of Fame ceremony on Saturday before, before WrestleMania 32. Um, I love Sting. Seemed like a good guy. Everyone, no, nothing but good things to say about the man, Steve Borden.
1: <laughs> Borden, Borden Stevenson. <laughs> Borden Stevenson in TNA.
0: Um, you know, he was the last big, huge icon that never wrestled in WWE. He came and had like three or four matches. He, Did he really? three matches, just about. He had the one against Triple H, WrestleMania, which was a fucking shit show, overbooked piece of crap, garbage match that he lost a year ago. Before that, he had a tag team match that he actually won, and then he had this match against Seth Rollins for the title, which seemed like a good match before. Almost you know broke his freaking neck from getting powerbombed under the turnbuckle twice. But he finished the match. He had you know paralysis for a short time, ended up finishing the match, getting through it, and there was uh, rumors about him needing surgery, whether or not he got it. Then, strangely, the week of, of WrestleMania, he said, I feel good, I'm back in the gym, and maybe I can have one more match that I want to. Which is why it's shocking that he announced it like that. I'm not sure why he'd do that, he, why he would say that um, to a few different sources. Maybe he wanted to swerve everyone, or maybe he will come back at one point and wrestle one more match. I just think he's got to come face-to-face with The Undertaker at some point. I'm not saying they got to have a, a real match, but do something together. Because that's the one thing. That's the only reason to get him into the WWE in the first right. place. I mean, you got, you That's, the, that's ju- really the only reason he wanted to be there. He said it himself, I want to face Undertaker.
1: He had the guy who had never done anything but WCW against
0: the guy who had never done anything. Well, well more or not. less. He, he had the WCW guy and you had... Icon head. versus the other Icon. Yes. They've been around forever, yes. I mean, both have the same character. Supernatural, mysterious. Right. It writes itself. It would have been huge if they had done that last year. Hell, looking back, they should have done it last year. Yes. You
1: know, I mean, you and I even said that neither of those guys were getting any younger, and they no. needed to do that match quicker, sooner than it's later.
0: It's probably that. It might go down as the biggest regret of, of, of ever wrestling. Yeah, of all the potential matchups that you could have had and never had. Um, but, ha- but then again, like I said, maybe he'll come back for more. I'm not. I'm trying to be selfish. If he's really that hurt, I'm just going by off his comments saying that he felt fine. So I don't know. Right. I was in my heart of heart. I was thinking, well, maybe he's just saying that the Swerver won and then shout WrestleMania. But then when he, when he when he came out in his in his suit for the on the stage whenever the, you know every rest of the they announce all the Hall of Fame inductees I'm like oh shit he's really not gonna then yeah. unless he changes really quickly puts on his makeup you know and comes out so Steve Borden uh, Sting good guy uh, probably still could have went another year and you know may do a few more matches and end up with Undertaker. Maybe he still will next year. I'm going to hold out for that. It's the only match I probably want to see ever again.
1: I don't know. care if it's full of fake punches and a big booty Hell, too. Just I don't give care. me something. I
0: don't care if they come in the ring and do fake Hadoukens and do like the, uh, the, scene, <laughs> the scene from Big Trouble in China with the magic coming towards each other. Which, if you've seen the movie, you know what I was talking about again. But <laughs> anyway, so Sting, uh, whatever you decide to do, I'm, I'm with you. It's just another uh, unfortunate in- injury ending a career in his late 50s instead of Daniel Bryan being in his uh, mid-30s, mid though, at least. Right. Um, which is souring me on wrestling in general. But let's talk WrestleMania 32. More like you're going to talk WrestleMania 32, because it, it, it's funny.
1: here we're, we're kind of flip-flopping here. We're like, for a while, you wouldn't tune in for anything. And I was like, I'm following it just to follow it, even if I'm not watching it. Whereas this year... I had people over and when it came time to watch WrestleMania, we all kind of looked around and went
0: Nah Street Fighter Five's cool. And didn't even bother to turn it on. Which is funny because two years ago, WrestleMania 30 we had a great time. Yeah. That was a great WrestleMania, we said it. It was pretty good. When you had the when you had the surprising Hogan and the Rock and still Cole in the same ring, Daniel Bryan winning two great matches and finally you know, like the fans get behind him. God, it was so fantastic. God I'm depressed Daniel Bryan is retired too. God, it was my love of wrestling going away very, very quickly again? So this was not a good WrestleMania. I'm gonna come out and say that. And I haven't seen the entire thing because you know what? I didn't want to spend the fucking five hours. It was almost like five hours of the event. Really? It was well over four hours. Oh Jesus! Well Christ. over four hours. Um, you had a fucking half hour rock c- come down in the ring that went absolutely nowhere, and the fans didn't give a shit. This is where this is how you know it's bad. When the rock comes out, you don't care cuz we've seen it before. Right. We've seen the past 5 he has been there. It's not a surprise anymore. It's not cute anymore. His shtick is old. All he does is is sex and inbred jokes. That's all he got. That's all he got. It's all he got. It's all he got. Um just real quick. It was there was maybe two or three good matches. You have maybe the Jericho Styles match, but Jer- Jericho's not what he was. He just isn't. Sorry. I love Jericho. He's not what he was. Well, it's absolutely
1: uh, insane that he went over.
0: Yes. Well, we'll get to that. The women's match with a new brand new belt, which is fantastic. No more diva butterfly bullshit belt. It's a women's uh, wrestling belt again. That's good. That's actually good. Um and then you had the ladder match that was which I didn't see that one actually. I watched partial ones. The ladder match was was supposedly pretty good. Well again, really weird ending. Let's go through the endings real quick because yes, the product matters, but WrestleMania is supposed to end the storylines and then also start a new year. It's like the end of the season, so yeah. to speak, and started the new one. So it's supposed to be big, and makes sense. So Ambrose got fucking buried in a Lesnar match. Um, it was like a 12, 13 minute match. He took less punishment than guys like probably, or just as much as like guys like Cena did or Roman Reigns did last year at Wrestlemania for the title. So this is why that fucking is awful. Because Le- Ambrose is the most popular uh, face in the company. Yep, And Lesnar is basically, well they're not doing anything with Lesnar right now. Lesnar's a guy you use to, to, to get people to watch your pay-per-view or to put someone over. That's yeah. what he is at this point. Which is fine. Because no there's no one else on the card like that. That can do both. and Or be a believable champion if you needed to carry the title. He's like the, he's like the, he's a fail-safe Lesnar at this point. (laughs) He really is, yes. Um, And Ambrose is getting big face blocks, uh, face blocks, face pops. (laughs) I'm thinking of Roadblock. Was was it Roadblock where he faced Triple H and people wanted him to beat Triple H for the title? Yeah. They were like, like it tastes, like they, like, yes, they want it to happen because he's the guy that they want to get behind. They don't want to get behind Roman Reigns. No. They haven't been, they haven't gotten behind Roman Reigns the past year and a half that they've they wanted to.
1: My understanding was is that he was basically booed as he came out and he was booed as he left.
0: This is a, a allegedly 100,000 people inside the huge Dallas fucking Cowboy Stadium that they're putting this on. When he won the title and, and that was not a good match. It was like the Triple H, let's make it an epic match without there actually being an epic feeling and without having a guy in the ring that it could be epic with, Roman Reigns. Uh, I was like over 25 minutes I think it should have been half that length. Uh and when he won there was some cheering but mostly silence of some booths. I think people were already leaving the fucking building. Oh god. Like they they were not showing like a lot there was not a lot of big crowd shots like when Daniel Bryan won you pull back. Yeah. You see the streamers coming down, the confetti and the whole crowd is fucking overjoyed. Right not not so much those big wide crowd shots when he won because no. you know why it would be apathy people like this or people giving thumbs down probably or just we don't give a shit yeah i mean i, I uh, mean I, there's no more you can say it it's just not good it's just not good now but here's the thing though obviously it won't change though unless people unsubscribe from the network and they are down 1% supposedly they have one mil- about 1 million paying 1. 7 or 1.8 8 million or 1.6 million watched the, the event, but well, those were freebies. They have 1 million paying. So this is going to hurt them unless that revenue stream changes. If they go down like 20%, 30%, and people drop off, then you might see a change and be like, okay. But remember, this isn't a wrestling company. It's an entertainment company at this point. They do their shitty uh, movies on the side. One with Dolph Ziggler coming out. Um, okay. And that's how he's named Dolph Ziggler. It's not his real name, which is weird. Because it's supposed to be a playoff of Dirt Diggler, right? So they do that stuff. They have their Total Divas e show. Um, they they get their money from different avenues, wrestling in the network being one of them. But even if their uh, their current product sucks, that might not affect the network because Raw. They get their money from Raw adver- ra- advertising, uh, advertising on cable and USA. That has nothing to do with the revenue on the network. So that doesn't even carry over. It's really, it's really, do people want to watch the big pay-per-views and pay for that? Because that's right. probably what most people want to pay for. Besides, besides the back catalog, which is where it does make sense. Yeah, and
1: the back, but the back. as great as the back catalog is, at some point you're going to see everything that you want to see. So uh, okay. what? So then that leaves... I didn't even talk about the other
0: bad booking. AJ Styles losing uh, fairly cleanly to Jericho makes no sense at all. I don't give a shit if AJ Styles is the number one contender right now. They're not going to put the belt on him, even if they do. You can't have guys lose to older part-timers like that. Jericho has become, at least, I don't know if he knows or not, became the guy that he left WCW because of. Yes. The old guy that doesn't deserve to be in the spot anymore and is going over for no reason. You and I are both huge Jericho fans. If we're both saying Jericho should not be going over anymore, I mean... Not cleanly and not winning two out of three of that feud. No. No. Absolutely not. Um, Ambrose should not be getting buried. The Wyatt should not be getting buried uh, in a non-match with The Rock running him down and then beating Eric Rowan in a six-second match.
1: And then you imagine... I imagine, you uh, know... I, I imagine uh, Vince in the back going, well, see, they, they, they like know the Rock. They're not popular, so we can't we can't let them win. No, people people tire of wrestlers that you bury over and over again, even if they like them. Why? Because they don't believe you're ever going to do anything
0: with them. The League of Nations got buried by, in costume, in regalia, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, and, and Mankind, or Mick Foley, come down and then beat them up. These are guys that, like, used to be your world champion, two of them. Uh, used to be uh, King of the Ring, uh, your IC champions, uh, Del Rio, who's in the best shape of his life, and we'll just toss them out to uh, the, the comedy, you know, sideshow. Uh, yes, they are old timers. Yes, we love these guys back then. They should not be defeating your current guys that are around fifty-two weeks of the year. Yeah, it's awful, short-sighted, terrible booking that only makes a WrestleMania moment uh, in lieu of actually pushing the wrestlers and making interesting, believable threats.
1: Well, and it's not even creative because it's essentially the same, same thing as last year where shit.
0: NWO and
1: DX, you know. Same
0: shit. And then, okay, well, just uh, also then, uh, even though there was only one of them, I think uh, Xavier Woods got a Stone Cold Stunner from New Day. And it's just like, fuck off. Just fuck off. So it, it it's just, it's just doesn't make any sense. So then, It makes no sense
1: in stark contrast you have the NXT uh, takeover that happened uh, the uh, night before two nights before two nights before and uh, what a fucking pay-per-view that was or big show whatever you want to call it well Pat didn't see but I didn't watch Mania so I can't give him shit um Whereas, in contrast, every fucking match on that was good to fantastic. You have what people are easily calling match of the year, if not match of the past five years, contender, um, in Nakamura and Zayn. um, That went for half an hour, and the chant that kept going was fight forever because no one wanted that match to end. You look at that in contrast to something like Reigns and and, and Triple H. H H They wanted to end. They're looking at their watches like, okay, it's been 20 minutes. It's got to be wrapping up any time now. Um,
0: yeah, I didn't bring up the disaster that was the Shane Undertaker match, but go on.
1: Oh, um, you know, you've got the women's match, Bailey and Asuka, which is, I mean, just which is one like probably the second best match on the on the show. You've got um, Samoa Joe, and, and, and Be- it was just it was an amazing amazing pay-per-view. It was 2 hours. There was no filler. Every match got its proper due, but nothing was drug out. The guys that could go 35 minutes went 35 minutes. The really uh, the the um, the Austin Aries uh, Baron Corbin match. Corbin's getting better, but you know what? That only needed about 10 15 minutes. It got 10 15 minutes. There was there was no everything was just as it should have been. And this is uh, I mean we say it all the time, this is why Vince needs to go. We you WWE has the ability to put on a good product again. They they just aren't. At least not in the spotlight. And at some point you've gotta move this NXT style of wrestling that everyone's murmuring about or everyone loves. You gotta move that into well, the limelight.
0: The problem is some of the NXT guys are coming up, like they had uh, Enzo and Cass come up attack team on Raw, you had Apollo Cruz looked very impressive, very impressive. Uh, Paul Cruz is great. So they're trying to do that, but then are they going to use the guys right? That's the problem. AJ Styles, he's number one contender now. That's fine. But if he's just going to be used as a guy to put over reigns, that's going to bury AJ Styles, and why the fuck did you sign him? Besides giving him a good payday. At
1: 38 years old, you cannot... Now or never. You can't... Right, he's much younger, but it's the it's kind of the sting situation. It's, yeah, you got to do it, and you've got to do it right, right now. This then, guy doesn't have his entire career yeah,
0: ahead of him. He's still the, probably the best wrestler on the roster, at least on the male side. So if you do that, though, um, then you can build around that, though. Bullet club, and then you start something new. But there was no evidence they were going that direction on Raw. That could have been shocking. You know, um real quick going back to the Shane Undertaker match holy shit what a disaster
1: I watched Shane's dive
0: off the top Fuck, fuck you out there! If you think that's what makes a good wrestling match, it because it doesn't. It's that, a stunt. It's a stunt that can get someone killed. And honestly, I don't want to see a guy in his mid forties with his family out there and his kids, even though there's pain on it. I don't want to see enough to do that to make the match memorable, because otherwise it's a shit match. They don't have the fucking match, and you don't know, have it then.
1: It already happened in the late nineties a couple of times. We don't need to keep seeing the same fucking spot over and he over again. He did the
0: coast to coast in the, like, a couple of times. He did it here too. You know, he fell off stuff. That's not a good wrestling match. I'm sorry. It's not. That's I don't want to watch it. Oh yeah, that's right. I heard he pulled off the Van Terminator. Yeah, because he did that. So I don't want to see it. Taker yeah. Taker didn't look good. Um, he he said beforehand on Raw this wasn't gonna be his last match. Then he tells tells people it is backstage. I don't know. Do the fucking Sting match. Have them do Hadoukans with each other with magic. Not a good match. And plus, it doesn't make any sense for the storyline. Hogan flash so, paper. After the big sort of, oh, you have this documents on me, Shane. You're never going to control me. I'm going to disown you. Then on Raw, it's like it didn't fucking count because then they, they kind of kind of make up and he let Shane run Raw anyway. So then you have the storylines not even mattering after WrestleMania. Wait, they had Shane run Raw anyways? On, on Raw. Yeah, yeah. after WrestleMania. Just the one week. But it, oh. So there's no consequence to the storylines. Ambrose wasn't even on Raw. You know, Triple H wasn't there to say, oh, you got me, Roman, or whatever. It was was like a fucking vacuum on Raw. A a freaking vacuum. So, the biggest thing on oh, then Zack Ryder winning the IC belt out of nowhere? Why? I don't know, because they've been burying him the past four years. Yeah. So, him doing that, he loses to The Miz with Maurice coming back on Raw as the big shock moment. It's just like, done. I'm done talking about this. We're done. I'm done now it's time for your q a time on the CU podcast at tau tans u.s town at tau <laughs> why do so many people seem to want nintendo to be successful as a company rooting for them
1: uh i mean honestly i think it's because it reminds all of us gamers of a certain age of our childhoods um also, they have a lot of great properties, a lot of great properties that have never truly been handled extremely poorly, so people like the games. I think it's frustrating to constantly see Nintendo misstep in areas like uh, their online presence and stuff like that, or how they you know treat or handle certain situations, um, but it's almost like that gives you a reason to keep rooting for them. You keep hoping the next step they take is going to be a better step. Um, but really, I just think it's it's a, it's a protective thing. I think people don't want to see what they remember so fondly. Uh, they don't want that to go poorly.
0: Well, plus, they're the only true video game console company left.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Microsoft and Sony, yeah. video they're games not, are just a minor part of not what a they video,
0: do. Sony's, Sony's a huge electronics conglomerate, and Microsoft's a software company, first yeah. and foremost. So... Nintendo is like the keeper of the faith. They are sort of the last guardian. Atari's dead and buried. You know, Sega is, is a shell of its former self. What's left? Nintendo. Yeah. They're the ones carrying the torch. Besides being the ones that helped jumpstart the video game market again in North America and console, blah, blah, blah. But they're the ones that have kept it for 30 years. Like, they, they haven't... Yes, they've gone askew, maybe, to your liking, but they haven't gone out and like, Oh, we're going to do mobile phones now. We're gonna make TVs, you know. We're gonna we're we're gonna sell our IPs off and do shitty games that used to be. You know, I mean, they haven't done that. They've kept it. They've kept it for the most most part pure, I would say. Sure, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Besides having uh, the, the 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 most viable first well, to me the most viable collection of first party games. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Versus Halo and a couple others, you yep. know, or Tomb Raider, or whatever. Nintendo Super is Raider.
1: built almost entirely off of first parties, whereas the other companies are not,
0: and they are the only ones that's had a successful handheld in the past. You know, uh, twenty five years, 30, yeah, you know, 20, almost thirty years. So that that too is a, a part. I think a part of it's to me too. Did they own? The, they remember people, people always forget they own the handheld market, mm-hmm. and will continue to own it. You know, people are like oh, mobile phones, yeah, but no, not for a dedicated gaming. No. It always comes back to the software. So for those reasons, plus like you said, the nostalgia, um, all the big, all the big nostalgia for retro consoles is Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N sixty four, GameCube. Those are the biggest ones by far. I, I'm sure someday you're going to say, "Whoa, you know, uh, Pat, the PS two punk." Another ten years or so, or fifteen years. I don't think it's going to have the same juice to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not going to be the same sort of. Let's look at the memorable. You know, 2,000-plus PS2 library. You know, it, it's not quite the same ring to it as NES, Super Nintendo, N64. So those are the reasons why. Anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I will, I, let me backtrack real quick. I forgot to bring up this point. I forgot to bring this up. I think it's just as strange, stranger, if not stranger, for people rooting against Nintendo or against Sony or sure. or, or Microsoft for their console to fail. Because what does that say? Why do you have a stake in them failing? Unless competition's always worse. Mm-hmm. So let me splice that into there. Sure. As well. Alright. At Shane Prutzman. It seems like every console has just as many flops as it does great games. Uh is there any system with more greats than bombs? Um, yeah, I mean you're leaving out average games though. Two most games usually are kind of average too. All right.
1: One definitely comes to mind. Uh, and and one one kind of comes to mind. Please. The one that that jumps to mind immediately is the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Why? Um it has a very small library with a lot of first-party support. Um almost entirely first-party support. Uh basically every game that SNK put out on that system was fantastic fun to play. Um, There was very little third-party intervention. Most of the bad games on the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color came after SNK was bought out by Aruze, and there, the Pachinko and Slot Machine games and things like that. Really... I mean, I know it's a, a, a niche system, but uh, when you look at the library as a whole, provided that you're a fighting game fan or a fan of SNK to begin with, there's almost no duds. I mean, the system just nails it out of the uh, nails it out of the park with almost everything. I mean, baseball stars. I mean, it's just sure. it's a good system. Um, the other one that comes to mind for me, and it's also for kind of the same reason, is uh, the Sega Dreamcast. And, and people can laugh, but. It also has a small library. It also had a lot of first-party support, and it had a lot of good third-party support in uh, Capcom, who put out a lot of fighting games. And I'm I'm real. I'm just drawing parallels now in my mind between it and the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Um, if that is your thing, the Dreamcast has lots of great games to play on it, and even the average games. I mean, if we we're trying not to, to count average games. There aren't. I mean, yes, there are some acclaimed flops and some flops from other third parties. There are the sports games which were not flops, but now clog up the flea markets, and that's why people might think the Dreamcast doesn't have such a great library. But there is a lot of good stuff. Was there 300? 300 I think it's like 252 or something like that. So, anyway, I mean, yes, a lot of games are more 50-50, or hell, they're even a quarter to three quarters bad, but I think the smaller the system and the more it fills a niche, the more likely you are to have it not the more likely you are to ha- yeah. have it with more good titles than
0: bad. The larger, the, the more popular and larger the, the more popular the system and larger the library, the bigger the chances where you have more shovelware. Yep. Obviously, more, let's say, looser restrictions on what comes out in your system. Look at the Wii, the Game Boy Color, and the GBA. And, and the 2600. Yeah. Throw those in there. You might as well. So it has to be a smaller system, maybe where you can't afford to have all shitty games. Uh, you got the. TurboGrafx-16 isn't a bad one for. Yeah, no, I almost thought about mentioning you that. you want to include the CD games. Actually, there's more probably better CD games than worse CD games.
1: The AES, MVS, sure. Once again, SNK yeah. filling a niche. Uh, I mean, lots uh, Turbo Graphics. Why? Largely first-party support. Lots of quality control.
0: Yeah, they they couldn't afford to have first-party games it'd be absolute shit. Right. The Atari supervision comes. Up. <laughs> I still don't have a Atari supervision. I do, with no games for it. The GameCom. I passed it up at the swap meet like twice and I shouldn't have I was like I don't want to pay like 15 bucks for this piece of shit
1: every time we get one and I'm like no if it ever came with Resident Evil 2 I'd get it for Vanya
0: next time let me know when when Supervision comes in I'll I'll want one alright we can get it for Ian's happy handhelds
1: I have one you got it for me it has a cracked screen
0: I did buy it for you like
1: when you first moved here but it has a cracked screen see how nice a friend I am I've never even put batteries in because I don't have a game for it but yes you are nice why did
0: I get one for myself before Ian I I'm not selfish. Because I like handhelds. Oh. Damn, I'm too nice. All right. This is... At Mistblade 1. uh, Final Fantasy XV, limited uh, collector's edition. Sold out. 30 minutes. eBay flipping for four times as much, and people are buying them as sold. I guess it means that they're actually selling for that
1: Yeah. So, Final Fantasy XV, when they announced the new demo and all the shit that was going on that we talked about earlier in the podcast... uh, there was a hyper limited edition with like a statue and a bunch, hyper of a, limited edition. Yeah, with a bunch of crazy crap. I believe it was $300 was the limited edition. Limited edition, people! And people bought it up and immediately flipped it for like 700 750 And yeah, uh, he's right. People were buying them. What blows my mind about this is yes, we have some demos. People played the demos, they liked the demos well enough. But why are you spending $750 on a game that might be crap? What if this is the game that tanks the Final Fantasy series? What if everything good about the game is what you just saw in the demos, and you just spent $750 on a statue in a game that could suck? I'm not even saying that it will. I'm going to go into it with an open mind and give it a shot, but that's just insanity. That That is collecting at its worst.
0: Well, there's word that they might produce more of of the Ultimate Collector's Edition. Excellent! um, From Square Enix. Um, This was tweeted out um, from director Hajime Tabata. Uh, Is this confirmed? I don't know. Um, Blah, 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 blah. blah. And by the pre-orders for the Collector's Edition, Ultimate Collector's Edition vanished in a flash. and we've received plenty of voices from those that weren't able to acquire it. We are terribly sorry about that at the moment. We're continuing with internal coordination to see if we can somehow increase its production. We will make an announcement as soon as there's progress.
1: I can't believe there wouldn't be. I mean, the game comes out in September, but, I mean, you've got to turn out it? some more statues. Yeah, oh, that's L- what I'm saying. I, don't, I can't b- imagine that there wouldn't so
0: be. So that, that's all that's in there is, is statues? No,
1: there's more than that, but it's just... Well, Square Enix statues are not known for being cheap. They, have, I mean, if you've ever seen that stuff at Comic-Con... Yep. They're, they're that's on
0: eBay the, for $500 by it now, 600
1: Well, rumors of the, the release of more are probably going to drop those prices real quick.
0: We got them limited, folks. They're limited. We have 14,000 of them. We're going to open up right now. We're going to open up right now. We're going to open up right now. And you got the statue. And you got (laughs) the book. And 10 knives. And 10 extra fish fillet knives we're going to throw in for you. Give them to your friends. Be dialing people. number right here on the screen right now. And you order within the next five minutes, we're going to throw in a butter's. We're gonna throw in the butters if you order in the next five minutes. I'm gonna do Don West voice every podcast from now on. My voice is gonna be shot. Yeah, I was just gonna say you're gonna be hoarse.
1: Nah. Um, this is from at Dave Van Damnet. Will Sony stick with VR or abandon it like they did with the Vita, <laughs> 3D, PS TV, PlayStation Phone, PS Move, PSP Go, etc.
0: Wow, it, Sony just sort of leads from behind, don't they? Um, <clears throat> Which, which is funny, because the swap meet a few weeks ago, I did see, like, a the PS Go sports game. like like, like Remember the one yeah. with the shield? And it was, like, $2. You know? Um, and, of course, they used to make fun of the Wii Wiimote controllers for having oh, you move around, and then coming out with their own version. I think Sony's doing whatever they can not to go bankrupt, every, you know, and lose more money. And, obviously, it's more a problem with Sony as a whole, with no one buying their TVs anymore, uh, versus... Um, the the PlayStation consoles, but they don't seem to just make this... They seem to just follow trends versus trying to start their own. Yeah. That the, just seems to be... Look at the list of the things here. That This shit was all gone with... A lot of stuff was gone with in like a well, year.
1: even the PS4. I like the PS4, but uh, how did the PS4 get successful? By looking at what the one did wrong. Yeah, well like Xbox
0: One coming out and saying, oh, we're going to have DRM. Oh, we're not going to DRM. Not. We're not going to do that. They're answering. They're not... They're not, they're not leading. They're not... Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the PSP Go the, with the downloadable games and that, that that did awful. People still call me for them every
1: once in a while because, I mean, they have nice screens. They're nice little systems. You can crack them and load them. But,
0: I, I remember when we did the PSTV on the podcast. Was like with the, for, remember about the first or second podcast? Yeah. We talked about the PSTV. Did that even last a year? No. It was discounted to, like... A third of its normal price. It was like Very what? Very, very quickly. It was like the, it was like a mini console that you stream to the TV. And then it was you a can streaming box, but you could play like Roku? You, you could play was-
1: certain Vita games or downloadable like PSP and PS One titles. Just awful. Just like the- well, the cool thing was is you could use as a PS Four extender. So if you had a PS Four in the living room and you had a TV in the bedroom, you could play
0: PS Four. Okay, for those fourteen people that bought one, I think with VR though, VR is yeah. not going to be a system seller for any one of these systems. So. They're going to stick with it because they're going to sell. They're going to sell a certain percentage. Like, wait, it's probably the same percentage of people that w- would buy it for use with the Xbox One will buy it for the, you know, the PS4. So I mean, to me, that's more. It's an accessory they'll make money on versus getting rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be available. Publishers or developers will either use VR in their game or not. So it's, it won't be Sony as controlling that as much. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, I just said something in my ear.
0: That was me. Yeah. My dimples. Nothing else to add about. No. Okay, so that's a throwaway topic. All right, at Louis Washleski, what is your opinion on people getting hookups from the back room of thrift stores and flipping for profit? Wow.
1: Um. Well, obviously that's that's shitty. Um, I do have. There's one customer who gets stuff. Uh, who works at a goodwill, stuff will come in. It's usually stuff that they don't want or it's untested. Okay. He can get it for a cheap price. He gets it. He brings it to us. He usually only tries to bring us stuff that he knows that we want. We test it. We check it out. We look at it. We give him credit for it, and that's how he gets stuff from us. It's a fairly. It's that's that's the situation. Usually, no games, just consoles. Huh? Just just consoles, no games. Usually consoles. Every once in a while, it's games, and it's never anything that's worth like an insane amount. Um, You know, so I I guess I don't feel like super bad about it. I mean, it's at this point. mm. At this point, we're talking about a place that knows what it's it's worth. He's getting it for a fraction off, he's getting a fraction more in credit, and he just lets it build up. I do feel like that stuff needs to go... I mean, I, I'm more of the opinion, because I even do it at work, that stuff needs to hit the floor, and it needs to be given a chance to the customer. Generally, if something comes into Luna that I want, I'll let it sit on the shelf for a week and see if someone buys it before I'm like, no, I'm taking this. Now, 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 if you are finding a Musha in the back, and then you're flipping it for hundreds of bucks, that's different than a guy who's getting uh, a copy of Double Dragon 2 for a few bucks, and then getting a few bucks more in credit for it. I, I, I think there's a slight distinction to be made
0: there. <clears throat> well, you also make the distinction of, are they allowed to do it or not? Are they just working at a Salvation Army store and stealing stuff out of the back? Oh, no,
1: I know this guy's allowed to do Because I
0: know someone in New Jersey that was just taking stuff out of, oh. like, a Salvation Army type of store and just... Well,
1: sure, that's yeah. a distinction to be made that I know is different in this guy's and case. And not just
0: video games like toys and stuff and reselling and having his own, right. like, yard sale. And it's just like...
1: And, no, like I said, I mean, just, I, I hate to keep using this guy as the example. Most of the stuff he brings us, we test it and it's broken. He's like, well, that's why no one wanted it. And he's like, you know, that's why they sent it, you know, that's why they said I could have it. So I, I don't think there was
0: anything sketchy going on there. But I wonder if people are doing this, maybe someone are, at a Goodwill or an AmVet and waiting for it to come in and not letting it get to the front and then just putting it on eBay and starting their own eBay store, but the stuff that comes in. I'm sure people have done that.
1: Oh, no, see, yeah, that's
0: awful. That's totally different. That's like, it's like, oh, it's, it's free money. All right, if stuff comes in. These games, a console, I'll just put it on eBay right away. And no one will be done the wiser. Of course, if you have a manager in on it, you know. But I think, yeah, I think obviously it depends on if they're allowed to. I don't. I have less of a problem with it. But then again, where's if the money goes to a better place if you sell it in the store? Then yeah, like a Salvation Army that gives back. Well, to Salvation, 8. yeah, different. I,
1: I'm talking about a, a straight up goodwill, but which is still
0: oh, people get on. That's, a, that's a gray area. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. At Rumbles82, how is it that Little Samson became the, in quotes, NES game? Games that are just as rare cost half, or less than half, actually. A lot less than half. Uh,
1: I mean, the answer to this one is, I think, fairly short and sweet. It's a rare game that also happens to be really, really good. I really like Little Samson. It's a lot of fucking fun. I'm never going to buy one but it's really fun to play. Um, so, therefore, it becomes one of the ultimate um, uh, display pieces, the one that you use to show off your collector peen, um, because...
0: Oh, well, yeah, we talked about that before.
1: Because it's it, 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 it's it, it's also one of the most well-known rare games for the yes. system. Yes,
0: it, it's a well-known rare game, because I just pulled out, like, a pest Terminator, no one knows about it. Right. You know, so is that is a Little Samson harder to find in that? Hmm... Probably not, you know, about the same for the most part. But it's not as well known. It doesn't have the pedigree of being a really good title game. It could be a five-star game, according to some NES guidebook. Or it could be four and a half, but I'll slide with five. Anyway. So, yes. and it, it's, it's an extremely well-polished game. So it's that rare sort of magic... It's like the magical chase of the NES. I'd say that. Sure. Where it's the rare combination of an extremely hard-to-find game. or not? Actually, it's not extremely hard-to-find. It's just hard-to-find. Hell, I found out the swap made a few years ago. That's really an excellent game as well. Versus a game, uh, a rare game, like, I don't know, uh, give me a rare game that sucks. Give me give me an AV or Color Dreams game. I'm falling apart. I know you are. Uh, Secret Scout. Secret Scout. Hard, really hard to find. Fucking awful. One-star game. That... Is not worth more than a hundred bucks. I think maybe hundred something like that, hundred and ten. So that's that's the big key there. It's it's whether or not you can get the interest. The reason the reason a lot of these games go up is that they become that status symbol, and you can resell them to more and more people like a dumb pyramid right. scheme. You can only do that with games that get n- notoriety. So you can't do that with a secret scout, but you can do it with Little Samson, you know, because people know it's a good game and they want it. Or staying events because uh, staying events there's a history behind it, it doesn't really exist, you know yet. <laughs> That those are your two categories right there That gets a game to that $700, 800 900 level Like a Flintstones Dinosaur Peak Or oh it was a rental exclusive when it really wasn't That you know it's it's hard to find And it's Flintstones and it's a sequel and So that's You need something extra besides pure rarity To sort of bump it up in my opinion
1: Alright
0: You gotta help me a little more buddy <laughs> I'm trying You didn't have your Red Bull
1: Yeah <laughs> I, I gave I gave a good first part of that. Um, <laughs> and this one I can't help you on either. Uh, at Macho Sasquacho.
0: That's a good name. Do you think the Walking Dead cliffhanger finale was a cop-out? Uh, I caught up on Walking Dead the past, I'd say, three, four months. I watched the first two season, watched part of the third season, thought it was awful at the time, didn't watch the third season. Then, like, three months ago, I said, you know what, let me try this again. Because the sixth season's coming out. So I watched the fourth season, fifth season, and then the sixth season, the first half of it, within, like, a few weeks. uh, Because I have it on... uh, It's on Netflix, and then I have uh, AMC Online, whatever. My issue with The Walking Dead is that the writing is not driven, it seems, by the characters and how they should act, versus, "Let's let's just change the characters motivations and personality and, and their fucking sensibility and act, act, act like fucking idiots to serve the story. And maybe that's how the way it is in the comics, but it's very frustrating to watch it on, on a television show week after week.
1: I can't answer that for certain, but I do know that at this point, the TV show is vastly different from the so comic.
0: So, you have a character... What's her name? Karen, the, 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 the uh, middle-aged woman. Is that her name? I should watch. I should, have her I should
1: know, because she's like the only character I like, and now
0: I'm confused. So, she's the hardcore badass, I'm gonna kill everyone even someone, you know, she killed the people in the in the prison in season, um, uh, what was that, season four, burned them, you know, sliced them and burned their bodies, because they, they were getting a really bad virus, to help protect the rest of the people. She was she killed, she out- murdered them. This character then, within the course of a couple seasons, goes from wanting to kill off someone, to now I can't kill anyone anymore, it's too much now. And it's just like, once you cross that line, it's hard to go back, I understand you need character arcs to keep going, but I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Um, I don't buy other characters going from uh, being very stoic to all of a sudden lovey-dovey as easily, even though off the top of my head I can't think of a good example because I'm tired. But my problem then now for the actual season uh, six finale was that they said they're going to kill someone off a major character. Okay. They they kill off major characters every year. Or semi-major. Every year. So the entire episode, though, is Rick, his son, Um, and about six or seven other characters, mostly major, some semi-major, in their big RV. They're searching out for Daryl and others that went looking for the middle-aged woman. I can't remember her name right now. Carol. 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 Carol's the one that had a major shift in personality. Just to drive to this point, to drive the story to this point, where we all got to go out searching for her, and now we have this group led by this Negan character who gets revealed as played by Jeffrey Dean, Dean Morgan. Spoilers. The whole episode then... Is them going down the RV and every single road being cut off by Negan's followers, including uh, the one guy from uh, GTA Five, uh, the one uh, character, one of the three main guys, the oh. the crazy guy, Trevor. Uh-huh. He's actually the actor's actually in it. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, so it's cool to see him. Like, oh, is that that? It is that guy. He's a real guy. So the whole fucking episode. Was them driving around various roads four different times and seeing roadblocks there. Like they knew they were coming and organized well ahead of time. That's like Uh, a joke. It was literally like a joke. And then at one scene, they had like literally 50, like 30 feet of logs in in the road with them on the other side saying, We told you it was going to be a bad day. Might be your last day on earth. And it's like, Really? Then finally, the end of the episode, they. They said, "Well, we're gonna outsmart them. We're gonna stop the van. We're gonna put the one nerdy guy in the van to drive as a decoy, and we're gonna take the um, the one character who's pregnant, who's Glenn's uh, major squeeze, and then she's having a fever. We're gonna the rest of us take her out on a, on a stretcher and walk her through the woods, and we'll get to the other uh, uh, city or area where we can get her help." So they do that. And and then this bad group thought well enough to head uh, Negan's group to be there waiting in the exact spot with all their cars, you know, with the headlights, all of them waiting for them perfectly, like they're fucking Kreskin to know that, <laughs> to know that he's gonna they're gonna be there. So in the last six seven minutes of the episode, which was tense, was having kneeling down, and Negan comes out with his baseball bat named Lucille, saying, "Oh, I'm gonna kill one of you," and going through the spiel, and then finally though he says, "Eeny meeny miny moe." And then I'll pick you, but then it goes to first person, which is actually kind of kind of gruesome and harrowing. to think about it, where you're on your knees, perspective the camera, looking at Negan, and he hits the bat in the head. and he goes, Oh, wow! The one didn't kill him or doesn't hurt him. And then second knocks him out, you hear the bat gushing on a head. But you don't know who it is. Was it a cop-out? Absolutely a cop-out. Because it gets you to... Well, I know who it is if it follows the comic. But they probably won't go that route. They'll probably go somewhere different. But it's just bad just because uh, first of all, the, the fans didn't like it. Oh, they're like, "What the fuck was this?" Man. I just thought it was stupid writing. It was just like, I know it's not a real world, quote unquote, but it's like this is not comic book territory. Even though you had a governor with an eye patch, that, that kind of turned me off in season three. Like I thought that was ridiculous, you know. But um, I just think the writing's bad because you have the, these characters change personality type to fit the story, and to me, it's just not. It's not. It's not good. Uh, I was into it, and I'm like, Ugh. So now I guess season 7 will be well, 7 seasons of this, Jesus will be them trying to, they're going to be under Negan's thumb, but trying to work out of it I guess and and having to deal with not having to get revenge on the person they just killed So, that's it Alright um, At Cogwheels You acquire the rights to Hudson IPs I have? Which titles do you revive first and how do you make them relevant today?
1: Um, I think for me, the obvious answer would be the Star Soldier series. Um, how do you make it relevant today? I don't think you need to, which is kind of the interesting thing. Uh, I mean, shooters are gaining in popularity again. Um, you're seeing a ton of them being released on Steam. There are still people making bullet health shooters uh, for arcades. Um, I think as a genre, it's seen a resurgence in the past two years. So I, I think that would be... Um, one of the first ones to, to bring back um, you could do something that only ever had like a one off like Bloody Wolf I mean you could bring that back into the modern day pretty, pretty easily do a third person action game um, you know military themed give it a unique storyline of some sort um, Bonk I mean we just talked about prior but uh, you know that's that's ripe for, I mean you could do a 2D platformer but you could also try to take that into the 3D realm I mean it's not like it's not a fun world you know, it would be kind of amusing to run around with the dinosaurs and stuff like that sure. and see what they could do with it. You know, you can make that very well, bright and
0: colorful. The key, though, is also be, well, would you make it, people interested in that. How would you make people interested in Bonk again?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can't make many... I mean, mass, it's not like mascot platformers have done particularly well with the exception of Mario. I mean, the Sonic games have fallen off. So, you,
0: make them, you make them $10 download titles. You make mobile games, you know... What route do you
1: well, go? Well, no one's talked about what sort of budget or anything you've got here. I mean, you certainly don't do it mobile. I mean, not phone mobile. I would say that you probably do it, uh, you know, download would make sense, especially if you go back to my initial first guess, or my first, uh, what I would want first, which would be Star Soldier. Um, you know, that's easily a $10 download,
0: $15 download. Um, I think you could easily put out a Bomberman game, put it on the Wii U, make it a party game, Sure, make it multiplayer. Make it up to like the Saturn one, eight players. Well, I think it'd be a really fun time. Make it a $10 game and you'd sell a lot of them. I think Saturn um, was up to 10. Was it 10? One of them was up to 10. Was yeah. it 8 or 10? I know it was a lot. I know the US one's hard to find, the Japanese one is not so much. Um, I think that would be a no brainer. Hell, you can do a shitty Bomberman mobile game. It probably wouldn't be that bad, but I want to say with console. Um, could you bring back Bloody Roar? Is that too far in the past?
1: Mm, no, you could do Bloody Roar. I mean, it was never a particularly fantastic fighting game, but it was fun and interesting. I'm having
0: trouble thinking of uh, Hudson Soft IPs out of the ordinary ones. You know, um, uh, Military Madness could be a series you can bring back. Stratenia. They
1: did. I mean, almost right before... Almost right before the IPs got bought up and, and nothing got done with them, there was a uh, military madness download game on the Xbox 360 called Nekaris, because that's what it was called in Japan. Did it do well? Uh, I don't. I mean, I can't imagine it did particularly fantastic. No, we're, we're,
0: it got good reviews. Dungeon Explore. You know what? Those are good games. Yeah, and they were doing those until pretty late too. So, I mean, all and we're, the- and, we're, and, we're, and, we're and we're we're not even thinking of the main Han show of uh, Higgins, Master Higgins. Adventure Island series, sure. You could easily do an Adventure Island series. That, that probably has better. That probably has more. You, you get more eyes in that, I think, than Bonk. Yeah. At this point, Adventure Island has is a better pedigree.
1: That is definitely true.
0: So, all right. So, Konami, give me the give me the rights to this. I'll, I'll I'll get going. I'll do this. Let's do it.
1: At the franchise, New Jersey, MJ. Has, Jersey. has writing the book changed your mind on what the worst NES game ever is, or the best?
0: It's changed my mind on, I guess how to look at games, and but it has changed my n- mind on w- what are the worst companies. Sure, and it's not LJN, that's for sure. It's not LJN. Remember, they're a publisher. You know, um, I you turn towards like THQ. Oh, THQ
1: was miserable the, back then. The that was that was one that made I I when I was writing the, the the reviews that I had to do. THQ games were the ones that I I, I you loved. dreaded. Yeah, playing like most, of were, World? most of them were most of them were programmed by Beam Software and they were just absolutely miserable games. Um, I'm sorry, Rare. It just cemented my dislike of Rare. Really. Um, but the one that really kind of took me by surprise when I tried to put a real critical eye to them was anything Capcom released on those, uh, those uh, laser background uh, school photos. The combos. early ones, like Section Z? Yeah, like, I mean, it's not that those were bad Trojan. games inherently.
0: I thought Trojan was pretty good.
1: They're not bad games inherently. I just felt like they were really, really rough around the edges. Some
0: of them had horrible scrolling. Some of them had a well, poor hit detection. Even the original Ghost Gone was a little rough. Scrolling. Yes. Flickering. Because yeah, I don't think they did the, I don't. I, I don't think they did. Capcom didn't do the development themselves. No. In the
1: port. Uh, I don't think they did a lot. I, I think a lot of their ports had Shadow Developers underneath them. My chronics. So, My Yeah. So, it, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't... I'm not saying worst or best, but my opinions on various companies, especially during various time periods, it definitely shifted
0: around a lot. I learned to hate Color Dreams a lot more than I thought I would. Ugh. I probably did most of the Color Dreams. Oh, you did a good chunk, I too. I did a good chunk of those. But, you know, the best game they probably did was, like, Radicus Conflict that they published. Uh, or one of the best ones.
1: I will never forgive the company uh, that made Raid Twenty Twenty.
0: It is seriously. Well, awesome. I say that's the best game I did, that's the only game I think in the entire book that was over three stars that Color Dreams published slash Bunch Games. I think They're, they go. There's like one three and a half star. I think I, gave, I think I get Pragus three and a half stars, which could have been a little bit too high, but I thought it was. Fair.
1: I think you did. You, well, we talked about it. You even told me at the time you rated it that you thought it was maybe a bit too high, but you it was ambitious and it was playable.
0: Yeah, it's like open world you know, free-roaming space shooters, you have missions, you upgrade your weapons. I'm like, eh, I mean, I was grading on a curve for that one. Yeah. But then you get into, like, <laughs> then you get into the stuff you like... You have to. Like Pest Terminator and Baby Boomer, and all these games are, like, one-and-a-half star games at best. Then you get to Secret Scout, you get to one-star games. You know, and it's just like, these are just not good games. Well, they
1: did Raid 2020, right?
0: Yeah, you get yeah. a half a star, or one. One star, it's a one-star game.
1: Once, I gave it a once I gave it one star because it was hilarious. It also, could have been a half star.
0: It probably could have been. Just keep in mind, a half star means the game's basically just about broken, or almost broken. That's basically our. Oh, star.
1: yeah, this was almost, but not quite.
0: Um, and then, and then though, I learned to. Ooh, I but I gave the biggest shit to Ave games. I gave them so much shit in the reflection section, saying how their games were uninspired. Well, they're just
1: they had, I mean, they, just solitaire,
0: blackjack. Yeah, it's just like really. Really, blackjack, or, or or games that are part of other bigger games, are your fucking entire fucking
1: television casino gave you blackjack and poker.
0: That's right. That was a packing game. So AV, I gave I gave a lot of shit for just having little ambition, or you know, oh, we'll just take we'll just take peekaboo, peek-a-boo poker and make murmurs of Atlantis, of, of Atlantis which was actually one of the better ones, probably bubble bath babes. That's right, bubble bath babes. That's right, and that's actually I don't mind that game. Oh no, those are like three star games. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're competent puzzle games, you know. But that's all they can do. Right, because Crazy
1: Creatures was also okay, and that's just a very, ba- a that's really just, basic puzzle well, game.
0: Let's just click on and drop in guys real quick, you know? Yeah. But was, then, how fast could you clear? But it by then dropping let's stuff do in. a slide puzzle game called Puzzle, and charge money for it. Let's not. Let's do Wally, you know, Wally Bear in the No Gang, and it's like, ooh, wait, I actually, like Wally Bear in the No Gang, but it's, it's not a good game. No, Wally, it's, it's awful. Yeah, I think I might have gotten that. One and a half stars. No,
1: the the Apple wallpaper in your parents' house. It's
0: just, just the music. <laughs> it's like it's like a mobile gone mad. A yeah. children's mobile. God, I can actually hear the music perfectly in my head right now. Holy <laughs> shit! Or tiles of fate. So ooh, you know, label upgrade. Shit.
1: I actually have that box complete.
0: Did you really? Yeah. I trade you for the cart. No, shit. it was a Christmas present. Oh. So that's what it is. It's like if you're A V E you do puzzle games somewhat competently, but then you put out Pyramid, which is like weird trapezoids and shit, which is, makes it really hard to play. Or it'll put out games that have no right being games, like puzzle or, or fucking uh what, what was that what was the, the video one? I can't remember right now. one you draw.
1: I don't
0: know. One with a tire coming through this video
1: machine. Oh no, that's not that's not that's that, not that's, that. That's,
0: that's A V
1: E. Oh, don't forget Deathbots, which is basically... Deathbots is
0: awful. Oh, I reviewed that one. Yeah. Holy shit. I was lucky to get one star. Or, oh, or, 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 um... The horror-themed one. Oh, no, no, no. I'm so tired, I can't think of it anymore. What was the horror-themed one? I don't know. Shockwave? No. no that's ACGI. Deathbots. Death
1: oh. bo- pro- you're probably thinking of Deathbots.
0: Oh, uh, maybe I am. I'm thinking of the one... I'm thinking the one where you t- when the guy dies he goes ah when he dies. I don't know. I'm so tired. It's, it's not like I didn't write a book about this. Oh, anyway.
1: Impossible Mission Two.
0: Oh no, that one he screams too. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's all I'm thinking
0: about. Okay. Anyway. All right, we're gonna move on. You can order the book at thepunkeffect.com/ultimateNES.com. I'll redirect to it. There.
1: You the go. last one we got today is at Blue Blood Steve. Is it? Was it ever your plan to do an NES Punk video for every game in the NES library?
0: Well, that would just be silly because then I got to think of a extravagant plot in order to do for the...
1: Intruder. For Flight of the Intruder. Yeah,
0: Great Waldo Search. <laughs> I, I, I come in dressed in glasses in a red and white striped uh, sweater. No, the goal is always just to do fun videos. I mean, I could do a video review for every uh, game. I mean, now they're all written. I could actually do that if I wanted to. I can't forward. wait
1: for your Jeopardy cycle.
0: I'll think of something. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have I'll Frank play Alex Trebek, get a gray suit and come in and do it. <laughs> That no, was never the goal. I just always want to do something, you know, sort of goofy and fun. Cause, because, to me, I said this in the past. Me writing and doing the actual reviews to me is actually simple. I hate to say it. it's like I, I could do that if I wanted to put out two reviews a week, cold, bland to me, dry three minute reviews. I could probably do that. I just don't have any interest in it. I don't want to be, you know. I don't want to have to feel like I'm. First of all, I don't feel like I'm obligated to do something like that. I just don't feel like that's where my talent lies. You know, like mean, I could, if I wanted to do it, I could. I just don't want to do that. I would rather use my time elsewhere. Obligation
1: I would, say. I think, kill it.
0: Yeah. You. Oh yeah. I could. Could I have become a classic game room? Yeah, I could have. I think it would kill me. I think after two months, I'd go nuts. Right. Let's do a five-minute review today on fucking uh, Gilgan's Island. We'll go. Okay. I could. I'd be a shell of a person. Not saying you can't do it out there. I just couldn't do it. Right. I say, yeah, Ian. Today I'm doing my uh, 10 minute battle chess video. You know, I'll be like, holy shit, this is what I'm living for now. You know, I I just, I just don't see it happening. Ian, do you think I should do an NES Punk review of every game? No. It's being only doing four or five a year now. I'll do more after the book's finished. Don't worry, folks. The the book's getting done finally. Uh, Then I can do a little bit more. But I do have, I do have ideas. You're right, Ian. You're getting, you're getting getting you're falling apart. This is the most I've seen you fall apart I'm exhausted. So I. am so I'm, I'm actually starving, too. Um, but um, I do have video ideas lined up. I do have something I referenced in a past NES Punk video that I will do a video about. I have other ideas. I will get Frank back in videos. I'll try to get Ian back if he'll have me uh, in a video uh, to tie off those loose ends of Off-Ground of, in, uh, in the Luna store. But no, I do have ideas. I want to do. I always want to do. I'm gonna call a. I'm gonna call Harrison Ford here. I die. You die in it. I'll come back, but I'm dead. I'll kill you off. Have Frank kill you off? Yeah, okay. And you no ghosts.
1: No resurrection. <laughs> no comic book Ooh, shit.
0: Eating ghosts where you float around the room like Frank did in the, in the no. ha- Halloween haunting episode. No. You kill me off. I do have a very specific idea for um, for uh, a movie that's coming out in the summer. I have an idea for a beach theme video. That's all I want to say. Uh, I have an idea. Uh for a, a really rare controller video and probably something else that could get me into trouble, but we shall see not not no not not no not click the chameleon. I already did the retro v g s take off a little bit in the uh, n e s commercial video you see that mm. did you watch my- do you watch any of my videos still I don't know. I don't watch anyone's videos all right. We're done with this podcast. <laughs> watch
1: our videos. <laughs> we have
0: we have a we have a Patreon for the podcast. You can watch the entire thing or sponsor Patreon.com/slash/PixelSickle. I have a Patreon. that I'm gonna get back to soon. I'm gonna do more content. Uh, Pat the Punk videos coming back. Flea Market Madness will be uh, in April and May. The book's just about done. You can order it at thePunkEffect.com/slash/UltimateNES. You can order or the digital one's actually out or pre-order the physical version. Ian Ferguson goodbye I'm Pat Country I'm starving and I gotta go sorry guys I'm not sorry It's like a two and a half hour podcast <laughs> we'll see you later